You're listening to 100 Words or Less with Ray Harkins. It's the most wonderful time. No, I'm not going to sing. But it is the most wonderful time of the year because not only is it Christmas and hopefully you get to, you know, take a break from work and like chill out, but it is the best of 2020 record podcast from this this crew of people who have been compiling lists for years and years and years about our favorite records. And that is my friend Jeremy Bone from Touche Amore and my good friend Joey Cahill from 6130 Records, who recently just opened up a record store in his hometown area of Boston. Wanna hear it records. Big shout out to him. I'm I'm just I'm so happy for him. It's awesome. But uh, for those of you that you know maybe only check out a few episodes uh, a year, I would highly encourage you to go back into the archives, find some interesting chats. Hopefully, I, you know, year over year, I feel like I've getting gotten a little better at conversations <laughs> than maybe previous years. So you know, if you haven't checked out the show and you only listen to this one episode a year, go back. You know, you probably find some uh, interesting people and interesting discussions that you could uh, revisit. And uh, I appreciate all of you for listening to this show. It's, it's been going on for over eight years. It's really special to me. It's special to create this relationship with you, to document independent music, and to champion bands and creators and everybody that is involved in this independent music scene. Um, because, I mean, I'll be straight. Like, I've got no agenda. I don't want to turn this into, like, a, you know, This American Life and, like, make this, you know, a huge money-making endeavor, like, this is just because I like to have conversations, and I love punk and hardcore and indie rock and emo and whatever you want to call it, anything that falls under the DIY umbrella. And uh, because I've been doing it for so long, I feel indebted to you, the listener. No matter what point you came along this journey on, I just, I really, really genuinely appreciate that. And I know people say that all the time, and it becomes kind of cliched for people to, like, you know, oh, thank you for listening to this podcast, but, like, just really, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Like I'm literally touching my heart right now. So <laughs> anyways, let's dive into our best of 2020 and uh, enjoy. It's, it's a long one. It's over two hours. So prepare yourself. But here we go. Here's my friends, Joey and Jeremy talking about our favorite records of the year. This garbage fire of a year, 2020, it will still bring about our most beloved time where we're able to speak about our favorite records and uh, do the list that we've been doing for what feels like 450 years. I think that <laughs> I think that's right, right? We're around there. Yeah. So uh, I think a great place to start, as we always do, is talk about our musical experiences in regards to how we're consuming music. I mean, this year, I think, is even more so, uh, you know, peculiar, peculiar in the way that uh, we're consuming music. Uh, Joey, have you noticed your, uh, what, what's up? What's up with your music consumption? What are you doing now? Uh, this year was interesting. I mean, for more <laughs> obvious reasons. Uh, I probably listened to more music this year than I have in the past previous years. Um, I mean, I've been home a lot more. 
So that helps. But I've also listened, I listen to more vinyl, more, you know, kind of a bit of everything. I noticed though, with like, I think, you know, a global pandemic, it just kind of made me go backwards. And I spent a lot of time like revisiting like records from my youth. So I, sp- I listened to a lot of, you know, like 90s fat and epitaph stuff and had a great time. Um, Give a shout out to your, uh, your, what made you listen to more vinyl? Oh, my Instagram account, all of my LPs. Which I'm, <laughs> which, which I think both uh, Jeremy and I are very proud of you for continuing on because you've been doing this now for close to, I mean, it's, be, it's close to a full year, right? Oh no, it'll be oh, two years at the end of, the end of December. Year, yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Time. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's and you're only happening. up to like, you're only up to what letter right now? Uh, I'm deep into H. Yeah. You're not even halfway. It's so cool. <laughs> but I remember you and I talking about it. I think the best, the, the best pro that people don't realize about doing this is it, it when you have as many records as the three of us have doing what he's doing is helps you go. I don't need that anymore. <laughs> Because you're you're listening to something and being like, oh yeah, I don't connect to this at all anymore. Oh, and it's worth that. Oh, see ya. Oh. My my yeah. G's is like was cut in half. It took a big <laughs> hit. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is it, no, it, it it is true. And like you you I know that we both go through it, or all of us go through it, where you look at the record and you're like, oh man, this means so much to me. And then you listen to it and you're just like, it doesn't mean that much to me. <laughs> Yeah, no. That's and then you exactly see how much. It. Then you see how much it goes for, and you're like, "Oh, it really doesn't mean that." <laughs> someone, yeah. someone in Europe is going to pay eighty dollars for the seven inch. What? Okay, see ya. <laughs> um, yeah. What about I mean, you? What about you, Jeremy? What a, like? Or sorry, you're going to make a point. No, it's just because I mean, like, you know, for the three of us, uh, space is tough because you know, like, when you've been collecting as long as the three of us have, it's like. You know, anytime you can you can remove a chunk, it helps just because you there's records always coming in. So being like, oh, oh yeah. yes, I got to, I got to purge fifty records this month and or I, like in this this section or this uh season, like that helps a lot. At, at one point I you know was down to only having a couple squares left, and now I've got six or seven, but then I looked at my like new records and it's like, oh, there's four right there that aren't. <laughs> that's depressing that's really like yeah would you run into the wall of i mean i definitely am like you where i completely run out of space but having that idea of like cool if i eliminate you know these 20 records then i'm like crap but i got 40 that i gotta file so oh yeah (laughs) yeah it's a it's a nightmare i remember when you ray when you got your walls done and it was totally packed i was like this looks great are you stressed out because it's completely full like 100 percent yeah. Totally. Yeah. Only people like you, and Joey, would have that thought because, yeah, that's exactly like most normal people are like, "Oh, wow, that looks really cool," but then it's like, "Oh, yeah, but we're still buying records." Damn it! Yeah. Oh, Jesus! Yeah. Well, that's exactly. like, I'll you know, I would be selling on Discogs or you know, opening the store and being like, "That's cool. Look at all these records." Because I mean, I purged so many for the store, and it's like, "Look at all these records I'm getting rid of." And it's like that doesn't mean really anything because it's like i've been you know placing orders and being like oh i need this so it's like i keep getting record yeah so i mean i think i've gotten rid of more than i've gotten but you know it's uh yeah 
the longer you live, the more records you'll get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't plan on stopping. <laughs> how, uh, how how about yeah? That is the spirit. Uh, how about you, Jeremy? Have you? I mean, you know, you uh, a, a man about tour that cannot tour. Uh, how has your music consumption changed, if at all? Um, similar to Joey, and I think I even said it last year. Just like you know, a lot of lot of vinyl just constantly you know again i just did my spotify wrapped and was like yeah i didn't even break a thousand minutes like it was it was like something like 800 minutes of streamed music or something like oh, that because wow. i yeah it's just you know i listen to mostly podcasts i guess on spotify or whatever but like yeah it's spotify and also it's like I'm, I'm, I'm not really driving anywhere so i don't stream music when i'm at home when i'm at home i'm listening to vinyl so like I'm not in the car a lot this year, you know, it's like it's quick coffee trips. And usually when I'm doing that, I listen to the AM station, the AM radio station for the news. Cause I'm a fucking senior citizen. Um, but, uh, <laughs> cause you got to stay up on the world. <laughs> yeah, no, it, I mean, honestly, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know why that happened to me, but in the last like year and a half, I listened to so much like KNX 1070 news radio where I get the traffic every 10 minutes. That doesn't matter. Cause there's no traffic because no one has jobs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so just, you know, a shit ton of vinyl is always, um, still my, you know, it's going to always be my favorite way to actually take in a record. There's actually an album that came out this year. We can talk about it maybe later. There's an album that came out this year that I think is great, but I forgot about because the vinyl doesn't come out until like spring. So, oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one of those things <laughs> right. where I was like, this probably would have made my list, but like, I forgot about it because I don't yeah. think to put it on, you know, what kind of. To your point, but the opposite, like I, for the first probably five months of all this, I was, you know, I would sit at, I sat at home in our dining room and would do puzzles and I would only stream music. So my Spotify numbers are, cause I mean, it was too far away from the record player. So my Spotify numbers were like way higher than they were last year, but it's like, I would literally sure. just sit there and do puzzles and, and I, I, I really only listen to podcasts while driving. And so I didn't listen to a podcast for months up until probably like, you know, two, three weeks ago is when I finally started like diving back into my bachelor podcast and my football podcast. So that's funny. Yeah. I I found myself, I definitely, I I used Spotify a ton more um, in regards to just listening to like, it's similar to what you're talking about, Joey, where you just kind of put music on and you not forget about it, but like, you're just letting it happen to you. You know, you're not a, like, I mean, for me, like letting whatever, whether it's like the, you know, your songs of the day or whether it's just like, you know, the, the playlisting that they do for you of like, Hey, you've been listening to a lot of American football. Here's all the bands that are like American football or whatever. And so, and it's funny too, because like, to your point, Jeremy, in regards to, really like sitting with the record it's like i may i may have listened to more music streaming over this past year than previous years but it, i don't feel like it really you know yeah it introduced me to maybe a few more bands but i don't feel like it it uh it engaged me in the same way as like obviously when i'm listening to a record or whatever oh yeah it it would be like me putting on a lag wagon record like i don't need to listen to that i don't need to listen to it ever again i've listened to it a million times but it was just like right. it was like <laughs> yeah putting it on just to like feel comfortable, I guess, like in, you know, especially when it all kind of, this all started and it was just like, oh, I need something that, you know, makes me feel safe. And it's, I guess comfort food. I, you know, yeah. Yeah. A propaganda record. 
And and I I do think, yeah, I was gonna say how you just described the the comfort uh, is gonna probably tie into some of my choices for this year. Like that that idea, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure we're gonna probably end up finishing a lot of our sentence each other's sentences with that concept in mind. No, I agree because I I think that there and and comfort can mean different things to different people in regards to like what like Joey, what you're talking about, you know, listening to all of the, you know, epithet stuff. While there, I definitely found myself listening to, you know, whatever more propaganda than I have in the past 10 years or whatever. But then there's also all these other genres that I was like, you know, getting, you know, deeper and deeper into because of that like comfort food feeling of it where it's like, oh yeah, like, you know, I just want to watch Cheers on TV because that makes me feel comfortable or whatever. I think we watched The Office twice. <laughs> right, right. You know, doing doing that Instagram account, like, you know, I earlier this year I hit hit went through all the Deftones records, and it was like, oh, I forgot how much I love the Def Deftones. So because of that, I listened to a like so much Deftones, like more than I have in the past, you know, ten years. Right, and it was just like you know, especially the older records, and just like you know, taking me back to like middle school and high school, and it was yeah. Yeah. Simpler times, as they say. Yes. Simpler times. Did you, uh, when you guys uh, travel and tour, uh, Jeremy, like how, how do you guys consume music? Like, you know, in, in the van, like, is it one of those things where you guys kind of like pass around the rotation? Cause oh, I know. God, that... No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's everyone no. just listening to their own stuff. Okay. Everyone's, yeah. There, everyone's got headphones in. No one's talking. Uh, everyone. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the shotgun person. Well, also, shotgun is 99% of the time Nick, who's on his laptop working with headphones in. Um, and then, uh, like, it depends. Like, if I, whoever's driving has control, but like, Clayton will only listen to like Bill Simmons sports podcasts basically while driving. Uh, Got it. Yeah, I listen to music pretty much the, the whole time or occasionally something else, but like, and there's only really like three people in the van that drive and then everyone else is just, yeah, on their headphones or watching a movie on their laptop or something like that. But yeah, it is, uh, is not the most, uh, uh, chatty or, uh, thing. I mean, sure. I, it's some, you know what though? The late night drives, like if people are up, like those are usually when like, Oh, remember this song? Like those conversations can happen. Like, I'm not saying we're all dead to each other, but, um, it's, uh, it, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's I just, mean, I, I think that's not uncommon either, you know? I, I can attest to the those late night drives on the tour I did with you where you and I did a lot of, uh, let's revisit the 90s drives. Oh, yeah. And they were oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super like, fun. Things like that. Those are, those are always really special. But, like, you were also, like, a good special guest for that tour, whereas, like, you know, if it was just the six of us or five of us with, you know, fucking Alex Merchant or someone like that, it's just like <laughs> headphones in. I know everything about you. God damn it. Shut up and <laughs> take a nap. <laughs> it, it, no, you're yeah. You always you always like to have those people on tour, whether it's like, you know, they're touring with you for just a week or whatever the case may be to be able to inject that different life. And then to to your point of the you know, being able to, cause it's not like, you know, the, the late night drives, you're being like, 
oh man, you know, that would be really cool if we, you know, went down memory lane and listened to like, you know, Blind Melon and Sponge or whatever. Like you just all of a sudden are in it and then you're yep. like bouncing off each other and the energy, like that's what keeps you awake. Totally, <laughs> you know? totally, totally. Yeah, we call those people vibe techs and Joey was one hell of a vibe tech. You know? <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, you need you need the mood lifter, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Oh, well, who wants to uh, who wants to kick it off with their uh, number ten record of the year? I can start it off. Let's yeah. do that. Let's do that. Um, I'll start by saying this is probably the heaviest top ten I've had in quite some time. Okay, which I find to be interesting. This record is not, but pretty much I had my top nine was pretty much set in stone, and I spent the entire day just listening to records like, "What the hell is going to be my number 10? <laughs> probably like six or seven records could have been it. And I was like, like, do I pick like, you know, the cool, like, you know, super hype band or do I like, you know, the, the one, you know, like the cred band. And then at the end of the day, I just said, screw it. I picked the record that makes me the happiest. And that is the killers imploding the mirage. All right. I, I, I I did mess around with the killers record and it like when it came out and it, it was cool. It's my, I, I mean, I'm, I love hot fuss and Sam's town and this is, I think their best record since then. Um, you know, it's, I, it sounds like the killers, <laughs> but is it, is it because they started to uh, put their, uh, attaboy skip influence in there? Yes. Yes. Okay. Just want to make sure. Um, I mean, there's a song with wise blood who I absolutely love. It's just, it was just one of those records I would just put on and just like, didn't really have to think a lot about, but it was, you know, it was just good. And I just had a good time with it. So I settled nice. on that as my number 10. Yeah, there you go. And and we could start the conversation right there about, uh, of what we were talking about, where it's like, it's a familiar sound. It's, it's a familiar yep. sound that you're, that you're used to. So I get it. And I, I did... I think I need. I definitely need to spend more time with the record because, like, I, I mean, honestly, the Killers are one of like the bands that I want to see live. I've never seen them, Dang. and it's one. It's one of those like, oh yeah, like you know, whatever. Anytime they've come on tour, I'm just like, oh okay, cool. But like, I need to make an effort to do that because obviously, it's, you know, they're not playing Chain Reaction, so it's not really easy <laughs> to go see them or whatever. But yeah, I really want to see them and I've always loved the band, but I agree that this is definitely like better than, um, you know, their last couple of records just because it, you know, it didn't seem, I mean, they've always been a singles band. Yes. And this, this record feels pretty solid all the way through. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'll spend I'll, I'll spend some more time with it, so I can hang out with Brandon Flowers <laughs> and the drummer of Attaboy Skip. Yep, connection to Las Vegas hardcore. There, <laughs> I think it, with them there was an interview where they talked about like like seeing like you know their quote like shitty metal bands from Vegas, and it's like you're talking about Curl Up and Die. <laughs> you absolutely are, or or Boba Fett Youth. Oh God. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's the name I forgot about. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Right. Number 10. All right. Uh, this is, uh, I, I would say overall, and I think, you know, Jeremy, once you get to your uh, number 10, I think we can talk about what the list felt like. And I think, I mean, for me, I really struggled. Like, I honestly, I had a list of 16 records. And I know that previously, the past couple of years, we all were kind of not struggling, but definitely being like, oh, like, 
finding the you know appropriate amount of records to feel like they should be on a list was maybe a little bit more of a struggle. But I think this year for me in particular, I I, I struggled. I, I was like, damn, like I this could be interchangeable. This fifteen could be in the eight or whatever. So it was it was hard for me. But you know that's kind of where I ended up. But the number ten record, you're the knife. Internal incarceration. This record is awesome. <laughs> it is, you know, I mean, they're a hardcore band from uh, Wilmington, Delaware, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they put this record out on Pure Noise. It's just, it, it takes everything that is, you know, great about mid '90s hardcore, and then blends it with like, you know, D beat stuff, and then blends it with like, you know, Florida death metal. It's just all this weird stuff, and they're all straight edge. And uh, I I saw them, I think they played Sound and Fury last year. I think last year. And I, that was the first time I saw them. And it, they were just great. And it, it there's really nothing, quote unquote, special about the record. It's not like, oh my gosh, they just reinvented hardcore or metalcore. Um, they just do it really well. And Kurt Ballou recorded the record, so he made it sound dirty as hell. That That was one of the six or seven records that could have been my number 10. <laughs> yeah, it was... And I mean, their their first one was cool, like their first full length. I can't even remember the name of it, but it, it was cool. But it just didn't feel like, you know, I guess fleshed out or realized. But uh, this definitely is like, oh, okay, we're you know, we feel comfortable playing our instruments and we know the direction we want to head. So Man, I yeah, didn't, I didn't was, realize that Kurt did it. I'll have to uh, revisit it for for piece of that knowledge. It's pretty good. Yeah, I think he basically pressed the the nails filter. And was like, here we go. Like, let's let's sure. let's make this guitar sound like a buzzsaw. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That that same filter that Trap Them used, that uh, Nails <laughs> exactly. used, that uh, Black Breath used. That yeah, <laughs> it's it's the, the Entomb filter. Yes, exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, what's your uh, what's your number ten, J Bone? So yeah, this was. I, there was a few things that could have been my number 10, but uh, you know, I know we said we will well, I'll say it and then we'll have the conversation about what the lists are for each one of us or whatever. But like, this is one of those records that could have been 10 or could have not made the list. I, I think it's a good record, but it, it's the Phoebe Bridgers record Punisher. Um, I, I definitely really like it. Um, and I think it has some of her best songs on it. But the pacing of the record is what kind of didn't didn't thrill me too much. Like it start, you know, like ha- I feel like having Kyoto super early on the record, and then like there's somewhere towards the middle, a lot of stuff is kind of the same tempo, which loses me a little bit. But then, but it's interesting though because if I heard each one of those songs on their own, I'd love those songs. So, but it's just inter- like the pacing of the record is what I think threw me a little bit. But the last couple songs are the highlight of the record. Um, that last, the very last song in the record that like, I know the end song is whoo. So it's, good. It's so good. It's, it's so, so good. It's, it's, there's like, yeah, there's, there's, I could make a really good, like favorite songs of the year compilation. I, I like, I liked more songs this year than records, which is an interesting thing to say, but um, real millennial yeah. with that one. <laughs> I know it feels like a very millennial thing to say, but like, uh, but yeah, I mean, and then to the conversation about like the feeling of the list, like I had a hard time choosing what would be really my number one because I just grabbed, there was like 12 records that I really liked and, but like, I kind of all liked them the same. 
like there, I'm like, oh, these are all records that I've just enjoyed this year. But there wasn't a standout to me where it was like, oh, this was the one or like, oh, man, this is definitely number two for me. It was just like, I guess I'll just put this in order of how much I listen to this stuff, which is yeah. kind of weird. I'm right there with you. I didn't have a like a true number one. Like, I think my one and two. Well, I'll get to them. But yeah, like they're. You know, it was it was a weird year. And as for like the Phoebe record, like, you know, there's a couple records that came out this year that I was very excited about that just ended up not really doing much for me. And this was one of them. Like, I think, like you said, like, I think it starts off really strong. It ends strong. But like, maybe it's if it's the pacing, I don't know. But it just I haven't gone back to that record. in sure. quite some time. And, and it's funny when I when talking about it with friends and this has been a conversation since it's come out is like. <laughs> there's no way to not sound like a fucking major label dickhead being like, could have used another upbeat song, but like, but it could have used another, upbeat it, it could have used another upbeat song. Um, yeah. So like, like for me, I would have been like, yo, just put Kyoto like track five. So at least it like breaks it up a little bit or something, exactly. but, but yeah, I don't yeah, know. I, a really hard time, like sitting through it all. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 but I, I completely agree with both of you as well. I definitely feel the same way in regards to the list of just being like, these were all just really, really, really good records that will. And I think too, I mean, we've talked about this, like when we've done our, like, you know, best of 2007 lists, like, you know, looked back at 10 years. I honestly think, and maybe this is just because, you know, we're old now and we are a little bit smarter about picking our music, hopefully. <laughs> than our list back then. But I think we'll look back on these lists, you know, in 10 to 15 years when we're doing <laughs> the lookbacks when, you know, we're all, uh, you know, thinking about podcasts and uh, not even having to record them anymore. Um, yeah. Where it'll just be like, oh yeah, like that was, those were really good records as opposed to like, oh yeah, like the top half was good, but like the bottom half, whoa, woof. Like this isn't very good. What You know, what's funny is I, I mean, literally today I was thinking like, wow, if we did one of these in like five or 10 years, I could see because I had so many records that I could have put it like number 10, like, you know, they could have easily put, you know, maybe gone deeper in the list. Like my list could be completely different. Like I just, this is, I, I feel good about the list I have, but I'm, I'm not sure how the longevity of it. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Um, do I do Blank. number nine? Yeah. Go for number yeah. nine. Uh, my number nine is the spice record self-titled spice do you guys listen to this record at all that was mm-hmm. one of the ones that could have been number 10 <laughs> dude uh it's it's uh ross from ceremony it's his side project band mm-hmm. um and i don't know man it just it this is it hit me in just the right way i was trying to figure out how to even describe it because it seems obvious but it's still hard to kind of describe and the best thing i can kind of describe it as is like it just sounds like California to me in, in a way that it's, it's melodic and it's, it's got some like edge to it, but it's not, it's not like trying to be aggressive by any means. Like, you know, it could, if you're not, you know, for someone who's just like not thinking you could be like, Oh, it sounds like it could come out on like run for cover or something like that in like the basement sort of world. But I don't really still really feel that either. You know, like it, it, it also just feels like kids who, you know, grew up probably liking Guided by Voices or something. But it's 
it's recorded really well. Actually, I think the that dude who did like actually the basement records, like some of the earlier ones, like Color Me and Kindness and stuff. I think that guy did it. Sam, whatever. Sam Pura. Um, Sam Pura. I think he recorded it. Um, so it sounds really good. Uh, and it's cool to hear Ross kind of sing in a different sort of way. It's a lot more straightforward than like, you know, the very, uh, very performative way that, you know, ceremony records can sound vocally. So I don't know. I, I think this record is, is really, really good. And that song, this, this song I called all my best shit. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it might be my favorite song of the year. So yeah. Spice record. I remember, I remember listening to the single, like not now that you, you know, you're like the, the Ross connection. I was like, Oh, that's yeah. right. Like I remember listening to the singles when they came out, but then I just, I completely missed on following up on the record, but I will now. Yeah. yeah and it came, really so fun. and it came out on a, it came out on, on Deus or Dias, which is a uh, interesting uh, choice because it's, you know, it's a uh, Gibby from, from uh, panic. Yeah. Yeah. And make <laughs> yeah. That club. <laughs> yeah exactly but it's so you know you the three of us are probably the only people that would reference that everyone else would probably reference you know all the indie stuff that and like goth stuff that he's been a part of since but like um yeah so like it's a lot more of a rock record than anything i think he's put out before unless i'm incorrect but yeah he puts out uh, so much stuff too yeah. that like you, i mean i feel like you know i think you think of deus and it's kind of got like that like you know gothy like new wave sound but there's so much other like, like random stuff. And I feel like this is one of those, like we paid attention cause you know, like the Ross connection was like, Oh, that's interesting that I, you know, I, I feel like this record maybe got missed by a lot of people because it isn't that typical sound, mm-hmm. you know, like released on that label. Yeah. Like that, uh, the record that didn't make my list that Dias put out was uh, that choir boy record. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like that, like that fits very much into the, you know, drab majesty world, like all of that, everything you would expect guys to yeah. put out. But yeah, no, yeah. I agree with you, Joey. But yeah, this record's awesome. Yeah. It's, and I was surprised that it, like, I haven't seen much talk about it with all these year end lists. And I'm just like, man, it's such a shame because this record is outrageously good. So yeah, listen to Spice if you haven't yet. Um, Ray, what's, what's your number nine? Number nine for me is the Emma Ruth Rundle and Thou Split. May our chambers be full. This just recently came out, like honestly, maybe two or three two weeks, weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, I had a, you, you know, like us in the industry, we're cool. We get like advanced copies occasionally, you know. Uh, so I, I had the record for like maybe you know a month before that. I um, so this is going to be a random reference, but you guys will completely get it. The, the small brown bike casket lottery split when they were obviously writing songs for one another and then like singing over them and doing that, like, you know, still one of the best splits of all time in my opinion. Right. Yeah. That it, listening to this Emma Ruth Rundle and thou split, even though sonically has nothing to do with that split of small brown bike and, and right. casket lottery. It gave me that same feeling where I was just like, Oh my God, like, they both artists and band, you know, that was a band and Emma Ruth Rundle is an artist. Like they just got each other in a real way. And I've honestly recently become obsessed with thou, like just an unbelievable band. Like, I don't know if you guys know or witnessed the fact that they put out that huge, like Nirvana covers. Like they put out like a full, I have like 20 some odd Nirvana covers that they did like over the years. Yeah. And they're all great. Dude, it like it just you can't believe <laughs> that they're making these songs like you know like just as good as the original except you know completely different with their mm-hmm. you know harshness. But um 
yeah, anyways, I just, I, the split is so cool. They get each other. It's dark. It's heavy. You know, it's everything that both those artists are known by. And I, I just was, I, I was blown away. And like I said, it gave me that feeling of the, you know, collaborative nature of splits. And, you know, just like, I mean, like Jeremy, what you did obviously with like self-defense family, it's like that, just that collaborative vibe is just when people get it, like, it just feels so good. Oh, definitely. I haven't, and, and I haven't listened to this record yet, but I know it's been on my radar since it's been getting posted around so much, but yeah, I've been meaning to check it out. That, that was one of those bands that's just so intimidating to me that they have, I've, ne- I've never heard of them. They have so many records that I just, so like, many records. Eh, I think, I think I'm, yeah. I don't know what it's too, too much. <laughs> if you do no, I, I, I and I, I mean, I think the band would admit it too, where it's like, hey, we put out way too much stuff. Like, you know, like they would just, they were, you know, between the years of maybe like 2014 and 2018, they were just like, you know, hey, every couple months, you, here's a new vow full length or split or whatever. But um, I think if you take records. their, yeah, for sure, for sure. I think if you take their most recent, like Dow's most recent stuff, like within the past two years, you'll, it, it, it it's, it will pay you dividends because you'll be able to get into the band and it won't be as intimidating, Joey. Cause I, I was there, I was right there with you until I recently just started to, you know, become obsessed with them. So good to know. Cool. Yes. That's my number nine. What's yours, Joey? Um, I had to Google how to say this and I'm still probably going to say it wrong. So <laughs> apologies. Uh, Taylor Swift. Ta- Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, Jeremy? I said Paul McCartney. <laughs> Uh, how old mccourtney yeah yeah, yeah. bruce, bruce springsteen <laughs> no, all right sorry sorry uh svalbard oh, oh yes when i die will i get better whoo whoo this record is a monster it's like, a heater dude yep it's i mean it's heavy like it's it's melodic it's oh it's yeah, it's just great. And it's one of the, like, it came out on a day where I think a bunch of other stuff came out and I posted some of my Instagram, like, like great day for music, like, you know, this and this. And I had a bunch of people being like, you should check out this band. Cause I'd never heard them or heard of them. And I was like, that name looks like something that it, I don't know, but so many people met, sent me it. Like, I was like, Oh, fine. I'll check it out. And it was immediately like, Oh, I need this. And off the vinyl. And yeah, it's, it's great. Um, I, this was on my list, Joey. This did not make my top 10, but it it was, you know, within a hair of making it. And I, I was like you, where I got blown away by this record, had never heard of the band before. And I'm like, oh, wow, they got two full lengths before this. And they're from the UK. Like, I just, I love the fact that we all as old ass people can still find new bands and be like, oh, wow. Like they've been around for a while. We just missed it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, literally never heard of them. Like, um, and it's great. I mean, it's, 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 uh, reminiscent of a record that will be coming up later in my list. Um, and maybe that's part of the reason why I love it so much, but, um, yeah, this record's great. I don't, you know, if shows ever happen again, um, it'd be cool to see this band. Cause I bet it's great, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, 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 I've, I admit I haven't listened to it yet. It's an, it's, I've seen it pop up in all these lists. Um, but I just, I just haven't got around to it yet. I've been, uh, just slacking, I guess. Yeah. I'll, I'll get no, around to that. 
<laughs> there, it came out in the States on a label called Translation Loss. And then over in the UK, they've put out records with, well, previously Holy Roar, but now called Church Road Records. So, uh, yeah, just, just for the reference points for people to look it up appropriately. Sure. Cool. 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 Your number eight, Joey. Uh, my number eight is another name. I not a hundred percent sure how to say it, but whatever. We're in a global pandemic. Who gives a shit? Uh, <laughs> uh, Christian Lee Hudson, I believe. Is that how you yep. would say the last name? Uh-huh. Uh huh. And the record is Beginners. Um, yeah, it's great. <laughs> I don't know anything about, about it. Edu- I'm going to talk yeah, about educate. it. Later. <laughs> Ooh, okay. We'll, we'll wait. Um, I won't say much. I'll let you uh, run with it a little later. But for me, it was like, this this was such a weird year because there were so many records I was really excited about. And I think it was 2015, Sufjan Stevens put out Carrie and Lowell, which was like my one of my favorite records of the last 10, 15 years. I love it. I still listen to it all the time. And so I was pretty excited about new Sufjan, knowing that all his records are pretty different. But this new one is kind of a slog and I can't really get through it. And this record is almost what I wanted it to sound like. Like it has, you know... Uh, it's very Sufjan adjacent maybe, but it's great. And I love it. You had me, you had me at Sufjan and new record as a slog. I'm like, Oh, Oh, so this is the record I need to listen to. Okay, cool. Got it. That, that new Sufjan is long. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there, there are certain minutes of the, you know, eight minute song that I'm like, Oh dude, just keep it. Go- oh, all right. never mind. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm, I keep trying. I hear the middle songs are the best, but you know what? I haven't made it that far yet. Because <laughs> <laughs> one day, yeah, I'm always yeah. Intim- I'm always intimidated when he puts out a record because I'm with you, Joe. Like Joey, like I really like Harry and Lowell, and like I'm like anyone else who liked the Illinois record and all that stuff back in the day. But like, just it's just that's a lot. It's just a lot, you know. If I, it, it's it's hard when an artist becomes sort of in the way. It's like if you're not a super fan, then you're gonna have a tough time. Well, it's you know? it's like I don't need a seventy minute record right now. Like that's what like going back to the Killers record. It's ten songs. It's you know forty minutes. It's still you know maybe a little long for me, but like ten songs. Like that's great. I don't need sixteen you know six minute long songs. Like let's no, just no, speed no, it along. No, no. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this this record, it's, you know, I think, he, you know, it was produ- produced by Phoebe Bridgers and, I don't, you know, he's in that camp and yeah. it's, it's great. Ray, you should listen to it. Can't wait. This is what, this is why we do these lists. Yep. Uh, Jeremy, what's your number eight? <sighs> My number eight is the mill spec record world house. It's very, great. Very, like very good. Like- I wonder how many of the records that almost were my top 10 are going to come up because this is the third one. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's, you know, straightforward hardcore has not made my lists in a long time. Um, Not for any reason. I'm not like trying to act like I'm above it or not into it anymore or whatever. It's just like, it doesn't usually have a lot of staying power for me. Like it's a lot of bands that put out records and I'm like, yeah, it was really good. You know, bands like fury and, and things like that like over the years they put out records and i'm like yeah i enjoyed that for a couple weeks and you know if i stay play i'll go see them play and i'll support them as i'll buy a t-shirt I'll, I'll do all the stuff but the staying power for for a lot of hardcore records doesn't really exist as much with me anymore and since this record came out 
it's it's been pretty constant. I really loved the seven inch a couple years ago. Um, and uh, Touche played in Canada for in Toronto for our uh, um, Dead Horse anniversary tour, and uh, we needed a last minute addition to the show because uh, one of the openers couldn't make it. So uh, we through friends hit up Millspec, and they jumped on the show like that day. And I was so psyched because I've just been wanting to see them play and they're great and they're wonderful. And, uh, this record is awesome. Um, I'm impressed that they don't have any social media and they still sell records, which is cool to see, <laughs> you know, being on locking out, I'm sure helps. But, uh, but yeah, like if you're a fan of just straight up good, melodic, straightforward, hardcore, uh, the smell spec record is great. And now I'll be a salesperson and say, I just released a split poetry book for Dan Dara, <laughs> the guitar player. And uh, it's a split poetry book with him and Lex from Daughters. And it's awesome. So there you go. That's my that's my pitch. I, lo- I love it. I, lo- I honestly, the, the first time I listened to this record, I was like, oh, so this is like what Turning Point would sound like if they were around today. Totally. Totally. Yeah, I just, I love, I, I, I'm with you. It didn't, it, that wasn't one of my, you know, 16 records, but like that, you know, it, I could have easily swapped it out and had no problem with it. Yeah. Th- this was probably my favorite hardcore record of the year. Or like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the fact that there's all of a sudden there's like shredding guitar solos, interesting little vocal choices, like all, it's just, it's never not doing something interesting in a genre that can feel well, it's like pretty uninteresting sometimes. And this isn't a dig because I think there are some really good bands, but like how many like crossover bands, you know, are there right now? It's like, yeah. And for a band that's doing stuff like they're, they're keeping it interesting, you know, and like I said, it's not like they didn't reinvent hardcore, but they put out an interesting record in 2020 when I feel like there's a lot of good records, but that maybe lose my attention after some time. Totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, someone else. This is, I'm already lost. Someone need to do number eight, or do I? What, what, what am I doing? Someone tell me. Yeah, no. <laughs> this is why I'm the host. Ah, yeah. that, like that means anything. Uh, yeah, no. I'll I'll do my number eight. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my number eight record, uh, which is, I was honestly really surprised that uh, this record stayed with me as long as it did. But the Spanish love songs full length called Brave Faces Everyone. This is a band that, you know, has been around since like 2015. I've put out records with friends on wiretap records and like, and it was just a band. I was always like, oh yeah, like they're they're cool. Like nothing, honestly, and this is like no dig against uh, either of these bands, but like a band like Red City Radio, (laughs) where it's like you listen to them and you're like, oh, this is cool. Uh, but like you just don't really remember it beyond your listening experience of that record. And that's kind of what I always put Spanish love songs with. But this record uh, just stood out to me. I mean, the obvious comparison is the Menzingers. Like it's, you know, very akin to it. But the way that they did it, and maybe it was just the time of the year. I mean, this record came out like January or February. And I just always found myself listening to it and feeling, um, you know, that that pang of nostalgia for, you know, bands like hot water music and small Brown bike. Cause it has that vibe as well, but I just really, really adored the record and, uh, was happy for a band to be able to kind of, you know, grow into that. I mean, this is their like third full length, I think, uh, third or fourth. 
and uh, for them to, you know, kind of be able to take a step out and, you know, do something not different than what they'd been doing, but be able to actually make their mark was, uh, was really cool. So you guys have an opinion of that, Ben? I, I'm kind of the exact same boat as you where it's like, I just kind of like, Oh yeah, there's, there's that band. They, you know, they were in, it felt like they were in that, that red city radio, just like that world. And it's like, you know, no shots, just never really gave it a chance. And then saw a bunch of people posting about this record. I was like, okay, fine. Like peer pressure wins again. (laughs) Right. That's pretty great. I actually, I like it a lot. I Um, just noticed they're from LA. Dude. Exactly. They're from where? They're from from LA. From Los Angeles. Not well here is in, you know, where Ray and I, you know, kind of live by not, not you, you sell out. Um, (laughs) Dude, what? How is this band from LA? That is my exact feeling too. And I think because again, like a band like Red City Radio, where the Spanish love song started to do well in Europe. And so they like, you know, played a lot of shows over there and they released, uh, Spanish love songs also released stuff on AF records. So like, again, just this weird world where like they probably, you know, they haven't played out. I mean, they've done a lot of touring, but like, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. I agree with you, Jeremy, where I was like, once I found out they were from LA, I'm like, huh? Really? Okay. You're from Boston. (laughs) Yeah. I would have, I would have just assumed they were. If you know, not the obvious Florida, they're then they're yeah, from Gainesville, right? <laughs> yeah, or like maybe from Richmond or something like that. But like that yep. blows my absolute mind. How I mean, they probably I've, were playing shows that like Warm Thoughts would have been playing, you know, like probably more for that sure. world, which totally yep. makes sense. Um, yep, wow, yeah, very cool. playing the cobalt, and yeah, no, I know for sure. So, yeah, ch- check the record out if you've always just kind of like, man, whatever, that's a band. It's like, no, this is definitely worth, you know, your time checking out. So listen up people. You hear me talk about this almost every episode, but band merch is incredibly important to not only myself, but so many of you, and you need to be ordering your band merch from rockabilia.com. Use this code PC 100 words that gets you 15% off your order. And it shows the support to the show. It shows support to the bands you're buying stuff from. It shows support to Rockabilia. It is a, like just a, you know, trifecta of positive things that you will be doing when you are purchasing from this website. They have all officially licensed merch, so much stuff you can't even begin to describe it, other than the fact that they have over half a million items, half a million. That is so much great stuff. I can't wait to actually one day go visit their warehouse. I've uh, you know not been in the Minneapolis area, which is that's where they're based out of, um, you know, in quite some time. But I, one day I hope to go there and visit and have fun there. But it's all officially licensed stuff. The bands get paid, and it's high quality, fast shipping. I don't think you'll be able to get it before Christmas time, depending on when you're listening to this, but, you know, order it. Just order yourself a gift. Order, you know, some friends a New Year's surprise or whatever the case may be. But Rockabilly is the place where you need to buy all of your band merch. Again, PC 100 words, 15% off your order. Save the holiday. Save your friends' lives by buying band merch. I mean, I guess technically you're not really saving lives, but you're you're really contributing to the economy in a very positive way. So, anyways, thank you, Rockabilly, for your continued support, and go visit their website. Okay, my number seven is uh, I, I, like Joey with mispronunciations. I am going to mispronounce this artist's name, uh, not like either of you guys will uh, correct me on it because you've probably maybe only heard of the name. <laughs> but uh, oh, okay, all right, I'll yes, just, okay. I know. I guess I'll go I've, fucking uh, listen yeah. to Paul McCartney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paul McCartney. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Let, you you go listen to your normie music, Jeremy. I, I I'm gonna bring up I'm gonna bring out Olfar Arnold. Olfar Arnold. His record is called Some Kind of Peace. So I'll uh, I'll, I'll paint the picture for you guys. I the comfort music for me this year uh, is uh, like either modern classical or uh, Japanese ambient music. <laughs> So, uh, you know, not too similar for my, or not too dissimilar for my, you know, whatever the past, you know, five or six years becoming obsessed with soundtracks and stuff like that. Anyways, so this dude uh, from Iceland, like, you know, ha- not too dissimilar vibe to obviously like what, you know, Psyche Rose does, except not from a band perspective, does, uh, ha- has done some collaborations with some other like electronic artists like Bonobo and stuff like that. But anyways. What the hardcore connection is that he played piano on a Heaven Shall Burn record, which is sick. <laughs> so, so that's awesome. Yeah, which is super weird. Uh, but he's just like he he's put on a couple records. He's done. Uh, he did a soundtrack for that uh, that show, uh, Broadchurch. Uh, if you guys watch that or remember okay. that show, but he just uh, this record is like you know it, it's basically like dipping into a warm bath. You just like get in there not like i take baths but you know like shout out to mike minnick our, <laughs> our mutual friend who loves baths but uh, you know i love just, baths I'll, who, come on, you I'll do be, no I'll, i don't if i had a bathtub in in our bathroom okay i would take a bath but it's in the, the kids bathroom and lord knows what they do in there so <laughs> shout out shout out to baths i just uh, i i've never been a bath person but i respect baths so no no shots against you jeremy okay. um so yes, but I would suggest next time you step into a bath and you want relaxing music, put on this record. Uh, it's just it's just beautiful. It's cool. He, I love it so much. And there is uh, there there like I said, there's tons of similarities to Saggy Rose, but you know he's he's doing his own thing. And like I said, any anytime a dude plays piano on a Heaven Shall Burn record, I'm listening. So that is my number seven record. A beautiful, beautiful piece of music. What is your number seven, Joey? Uh, my number seven is uh, the Deftones, Ohms. Ohms. Um, I mean, it's the Deftones. It's enough <laughs> 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 said. I saw you know when it came out, you know people were kind of freaking out about it, and then I saw a few people being like, "Why is everyone freaking out about the Deftones? This Deftones record, it sounds like the Deftones." And I, for me, it's like that's why. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that, that you just said it. Yeah. Like Gore was, I think a cool record, but it was different. And this is just like, you just put it on just like, there it is. Like, that's what I want. Yeah. It's just, it, it's heavy. It's, you know, not heavy. I mean, it's got, it's, it sounds like it's a Deftones record in 2020. You know, it's, yeah. I'm going to talk about it later. Right <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, this is of all the shows that were, were canceled. This was like, like, Maybe my number one show that I didn't get to go see was was the Deftones, but maybe next year. <laughs> maybe next year. Hold on one second. I'm going to let my cat out of the room because he's staring at me like a fucking dickhead. One second. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I liked the I, I liked the record, but I definitely didn't find myself having to. And this is more my fault than the record's fault. Just like investing more time in it. Like I it didn't I didn't sit with it as long as I probably should have. Um, he, Chino did an episode of that, uh, podcast called song exploder. And it was a really, really cool look at, uh, whatever the lead single is. I can't remember the name of it. Um, but yeah, that it, 
Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean the Re- Will Haven the whole time. <laughs> that would have been sick if he did. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I I don't. I mean, realistically, I can't point to a bad Deftones record, so I'm okay with any record that they put out. I mean, it it also for me came out at the right time, like shortly after. I went through my Deftones run and then, I mean, there was a time where then after I, you know, did all my Deftones records, I listened to around the fur every single day. <laughs> and so like then this record came out and it was like, cool, more Deftones. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the, it's funny. Like will like, like uh white pony is always going to just be the record, which I'm fine with that. You know, like I, I agree it's the best record, but like, I really, really enjoy, and I, and I feel like you're the same way, Joey. It's like, I, I really, really enjoy sitting with Adrenaline and sitting with Around the Fur a lot. It's, like It's so much. Like, it just, it brings me back to, like, the Warp Tour, when they play Warp Tour. And it's like, you know, I'm like <laughs> 13 years old, 14 years old, however, and however old I was, and, like, seeing this dude just, like, climbing up shit and jumping off it, being like, but not sounding like any other band there, except for Limp Bizkit when they played. Um, but it's just like, it was just like this sound I'd never heard back then. And like, so like to go back and revisit it, it's like people who write off adrenaline as like a new metal record are mistaken. Well, I mean, they can write off the whole band as a new metal that, that always happens, but yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's, 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 I mean, yo, they rap. I mean, we can, let's, let's be honest. They rap, but but I I think the thing, the best thing about the Deftones is, like white, the, the you know the story is the label made didn't think there was a single in White Pony, so they made them write like a single and they wrote a new metal song about how they're better than everyone. And it's like, yeah, they are. <laughs> uh, I also a cool thing about the Deftones that I just had this thought while while you were just saying that is your connection is like yeah the Warp Tour seeing them there and then my connection is like wearing really big black pants and being excited that they were in the Crow sequel. <laughs> 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 like me being a gothy metal kid who loved Deftones and you being like uh, a Warped Tour kid who also loved the Deftones. So that's where they meet, you know? But it's like, it's, that's what makes the Deftones so awesome is like, totally. they would bring Far on tour. They'd bring Will Haven on tour. They'd play shows with Snapcase. Like they had this like punk and hardcore connection that bands like Limp Bizkit or, you know, Corn or other, maybe Corn. I don't know enough about Corn, but like bands from that era that just didn't have that. Totally. And it just, yeah. made, it just kind of like made them special. They can't, it felt like they, well, not, it didn't feel like it. They actually did. Like they came from a scene, you know, it's like them having the connection with like, you know, all of us were so collectively stoked when it's like, dude, don't Jonah from Fars doing backing vocals. Like it just having all of that contextualized and wrapped up into Deftones, you know, gave all of us the ability to just like, you know, completely be unabashed fans of them. But then also, you know, bring in people who are just like, oh, yeah, I only listened to 10 records and like Deftones are, you know, like seven of them, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, yo, he's saying on a Strife record. Come on. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. I don't know if they got Quicksand to get back together in 98, but. Oh, for sure. Same. It was sick. So Wait, good. Have we talked about it? Were all three of us at that show? I, I guess so. Fan. I mean, I was at the show, so yeah, yeah we, we yeah, all were. Wild. I mean, I'm wow. sure that's not the only time that happened, but wow, that's fun. That's I so... Mean, yeah. I mean, unless the three of you, or unless the two of you were also at Cold Chamber shows, then this might be the only <laughs> one. <laughs> I, 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 
I only, I only, I only went to Fear Factory with, uh, with my, uh, our, our mutual friend, uh, Jerry. <laughs> oh, then yeah, I we probably them, were at that show. Yeah. I saw yeah. some hybrid theory shows, but. Okay, uh, sick. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, love it. I think Jeremy, you're on your number seven, right? Yeah, that, that would make Good, sense. Because I've lost track completely. Yeah, I got you guys. Uh, my number seven. This is this is uh, I like that we always preference before we say what it is. It's like a build up. Um, this was me saying, yeah, this record could or could not have made my list. I put it as number seven just because I'm like, yeah, I think it's very fucking good. Um, but like mostly because I feel like it went super under the radar and didn't really get a lot of attention other than like on Pitchfork the week it came out, which is um, the Isobel Campbell record. It's called There Is No Other. Or it's I don't know if you know anything about her Mm-mm. but she uh she was an original member of bell and sebastian like way back oh. when she was on some of those early records and she left <laughs> she left the band and then did some solo records or not even sorry it's stupid to call them solo records she did records with mark lanigan she did like three or four with mark lanigan um in like the mid 2000s which was like super different you know um and this is her first album in 10 years and it, Joey, I know for a fact you would be down because there's a lot I'm of. I'm literally vision. reading the Pitchfork review, review right now, yeah. and think, shit, I should listen to this. Yeah, it's it's got like very Jenny Lewis vibe on a couple of the songs, but it also sounds very reminiscent of her time on with Bell and Sebastian. The second song is a great Tom Petty cover of uh, "Running Down a Dream." Um, it's it's just a fucking awesome album. Um, it's a great throw on while you're, you know, fucking eating breakfast or one, one of those kind of things, uh, cooking or cleaning or, or whatever. It's just, it's a fantastic record. And, um, I just really think it didn't get, you know, the longevity that some of the other records did because it, I think it came out kind of earlier in the year, maybe in the late spring or something. But, um, I was just excited to see that she was putting out a new record and it was getting attention because it had been so long, but, um, yeah that's awesome as soon as i got it i played i played it a lot and then you know thinking about this year's list i was like i should revisit some of these records that came out earlier this year and i put it on and it just stayed on my turntable for like a week i was like yeah this is very i love it i love it when you do that when you know you whatever compile a list and you're just like keeping track of stuff and then you go back to the earlier records that came out in the year and it's like oh yeah this actually did (laughs) This, this did pop i really did like this totally yeah so I, I highly recommend that if you've ever been a bell and sebastian fan you're down and if you're if you weren't and you were ever a rilo kiley or a jenny lewis person you'll find something to to like in this for sure so yeah there you go it's my number seven that's awesome it's awesome you get to do number six then too okay my number six is the barty strange record live forever uh he's fucking awesome um this record sounds like a a ton of different genres mishmashed together um it's i I don't like i can't even begin to explain what it all really sounds like but it makes (laughs) sense it sounds like it's like the coolest mixtape given to you by a friend that here's my description it's it's like the coolest mixtape given to you by a friend who's trying to like show you different kinds of music (laughs) like that's kind of what it sounds like like a starter kit yeah yeah it it, it is and um the lyrics are great uh i was first turned on to him by clayton who sent me the ep of of uh him covering national songs like he did like four or five renditions of national songs 
Whoa, um, whoa. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm listening even further now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 So, uh, and it's a cool story too. I actually ha- I had him on my podcast a couple weeks ago. Um, he again comes from punk and hardcore plays. In, uh, he was an original member of the band stay inside that put out a record this year on no sleep, which is interesting. Oh yeah. Um, he, he told me that on the Richmond? podcast. What's that? Is he from, no, stay inside. Not, is he, he's not, where's he from? He's originally from Oklahoma. Um, but moved to, he lives in DC now, lived in Brooklyn for a long time. He's, he's kind of like an all over the place person. Um, but, uh, the story with him doing the national covers was he went to go see the national play and was like, wow, I'm the only black person here. (laughs) Like, like I'm literally the only black person here. And, uh, so I'm, he had this idea that like, I'm going to do a rendition of their songs like with this whole, you know, to to sort of show like, you know, what what my take on this would kind of be. And it's they're really, really, really interesting. Um, and then he brought it to uh, uh, what's the, uh, Brassland, which is owned by the brothers in the National who put out their early mm-hmm. records and brought it to them. And they were like, yeah, we'll put this out. So they put out the record, which is oh, super cool, awesome. like the EP. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's like it's a super interesting story. So now this LP came out and it came out on Will Yip's label Memory Music. Um he didn't record it. He actually just only mastered it. Uh but again, it's really all over the place. Like there's a lot of like TV on the radio sort of uh comparisons for certain songs. Um it's funny like people I heard him on a podcast someone was like, "Are you annoyed when people say that because there you feel like that's an easy comparison because you're a black person he was like nah man tv on the radio rocks i love that band <laughs> so uh so he was like that he's like i love that band I'm, I'm totally fine with that uh so yeah uh this this record is really cool the song mustang would make my top five songs of the year um great person i'm excited to see his career go further and further he's made every single one of these year-end lists from like rolling stone to npr to stereo gum to like every single one of them he's he got best new music on pitchfork like it's a great record and i'm very excited to see his career going forward well the most the most important one is this podcast obviously so yes of course of course obviously yeah okay it's just a record i need to spend more time with it whenever i listen to it i really like it it just i just haven't got spent enough time with it but and, and it really is like, like it's so all over the place. Like there's certain songs that sound so drastically different than other ones, but you could all tell that it's coming from the same mind just because of the lyric concepts and things like that. But it's a, it's a, it's a really interesting listen. And again, excited to see what his career is going to be like going forward. Um, Cause I think he's going to mm-hmm. have a lot of really cool opportunities. Yeah. This record is hyped. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Definitely. I, I, you know, I'm also a little nervous for him. He's like, man, this is your first record and it's getting this much love. Like, hold on tight, bud. It's gonna, yeah. it's gonna be rocky going forward. You know, a lot of expectation <laughs> yeah. put on you going forward, but he seems up to the challenge. Like again, has a really interesting, cool life. So, um, you know, it, he's got a lot to sing about. So very, very cool. Um, to, uh, Joey, what is your number six? Uh, envy the fallen crimson. Fuck, I forgot about this record. <laughs> that it's a rec- it's it's a record that it was uh definitely in my rotations where I was like, mm, 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 but it's a good record. It's it's I make my list and as the year goes goes on, I always go back and look at it. 
and I'll put an asterisk next to one. I'm like, all right, this one's on my list. Like, guaranteed, this is going to make it. So this has been, you know, for a while now. Like, I knew, I knew it was gonna, it was gonna hit the list. And I'm so mad is. at myself right now. So mad at myself. I mean, in my in my because this this record came out, I think before COVID happened. <laughs> everything, everything, ha- every my brain has just melted away. Whatever happened before yeah. that just melted away. <laughs> yep. I mean. Yeah, I mean, the world is a nightmare. <laughs> um, I'm but, looking up the I mean, release date of this record. That was like February, I think. Yeah, dude. God damn it. Yep. I mean, this record is just beautiful. It's, it's so great. freaking good. Like, And I feel like it, it really uh, it February hits. February 7th. God damn it. Yeah. yeah. There we go. I think it it you know weaves what envy was and what envy is now in a, in like the most cohesive package. Exactly. Like uh i can't remember the names like what was the ins- insomniac does is that the name like the, the that's they started to go a little quieter that's what no. that's when it first got real post-rocky but like mm-hmm. long songs and like i mean yep. you know real melodic like great but then this one i feel like kind of like blends all of it and just mm-hmm. like uh it's just it's just so good like again after the Deftones, the next letter is E. So I went through all my Envy records. And so this record has been, you know, pretty fresh on my mind. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's up there. I think with one of my favorite Envy records, I just think it's one of the ones it's maybe the most listenable. Oh, I would agree with that too. And I think it's because of the new members. Like I, I remember when, when the news came out, you know, cause like half the band is new now. It's like a younger, it's like a lot of younger kids that are in the band now. So but the singer is back, right? The singer is back. Yeah. It's the same, it's the same singer, but it's a different, one of the guitar players is different. It's a different drummer and maybe bass player. I, 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 it's definitely, but like two very founding original members are not in the band anymore. And I remember feeling like, oh, here we go. Like this might be, you know, this might be rough, but so they got members of this uh, band called Heaven in Her Arms, which are which is like a pretty big, such a good band. Yeah, really, really known, respected band in Japan. So like members of that band joined, and I think that just brought in probably like kids that were fans of them growing up, and were like, oh, let's let's dip back to that dead sinking story vibe and uh, see what we can yep. do here, and and just that's what we got. So yeah, I'm with you. It sounds like dead sinking story. And Insomniac is like the best parts of both those records. For sure. It's a really good record. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I'm doing my number six now. Uh, the Paul Bearer full length, Forgotten Days. Uh, I love this band so damn much. This is their fourth full length. It's their first for Nuclear Blast. You know, everything that they have been doing over the past, you know, I mean, close to 10 years. I think they started putting stuff out in like 2011. Um, from Little Rock, Arkansas, you know, doom, psych, some prog stuff, but uh, I, I just, they do like in a way that, you know, I, I've, I've liked Mastodon for a long time, but I, you know, the past couple of full lengths just really haven't done it for me. Um, and frankly, a lot of their side projects that they've done like that, you know, have you guys listened to that like killer be killed record or whatever? Have I you listened to that one? I haven't listened to it. And it, yeah, and it's just, I don't know, it just doesn't, for all the cool people that are involved with it, I'm just kind of like, eh, okay. Um, and so I feel like, not to say that, you know, 
Paul Bearer has now like taken Mastodon's place or anything like that. But I just think that Paul Bearer, because they're doing something that, you know, is akin, but also very different to what Mastodon is doing. But I just love what Paul Bearer is doing. I saw them once at the Roxy and they were just, it's cool because they're, even though they're devastatingly heavy, like they have all these rad melodic hooks and like, you know, such like a, you know, Black Sabbath vibe to it as well. Um, I just, yeah, I just adore the band and I think what they do is really, really cool. And I, I like, and I'm sure you guys experience this because I know you're not like either of you are huge, like stoner rock fans, like there are bands that go down that rabbit hole, like, you know, a band like Bongzilla where they're just singing about weed or whatever, you know, it's like Paul, you know, Paul Bear like doesn't do that. They don't fall into cliches of just kind of like, here we are, man, navel gazing and writing riffs, bro. Um, they're actually singing about, you know, really difficult topics and stuff like that. So that's, that's why I really gravitate towards Paul Bear and not just being like, dude, heavy riffs, headbang, bro. Let, so, me, right. let me ask this because my issue with Paul Bear, and it's not in, like an issue, like, because I do like the earlier stuff. Mm-hmm. I kind of want them in with like bareness. By you get down the road, a little more riffy. They all just kind of everything sounds the same. Like, do so. I haven't even listened to this record because I assume it's just going to be that. Like, do they like how does a band like that grow and keep it interesting? Sure. I think, I mean, for me, how they evolve is definitely just being a little bit more giving even more space to what they have been doing. You know, like the songs are still long. Like, I mean, you know, it's like a gosh, I want to say like a eight song full length. And, you know, you're talking about clocking in at like close to 60 minutes. So you're, you know, you got to be ready for that. (laughs) You know, it's not definitely not like, oh, cool. Like, let me just hang out here and and groove. Uh, But I think that they're the way that they, you know, uh, are making songs sound like songs without just like, you know, being a jam band uh, makes it interesting. So, you know, but it, it does like, I, I agree with you. Like if you don't have the headspace or patience for it, not saying that you, you know, you're an unpatient boy, Joey, but <laughs> I wait, I wait, I wait. Yeah. 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 I don't um, that's And I think that that's the thing is I don't have the patience for a lot of this stuff. Like, sure. Own, like that's a, you know, a flaw for me. Like, you know, I'm sure I'm missing out on some great stuff, but like I hear eight songs, 60 minutes and I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. You're like, give me, give me six at 30. <laughs> I just, I just yeah. haven't got to that point in my life yet. Stoner, the stoner rock stuff does, does nothing for me. Like I put on this record <laughs> yeah. because it was getting, it was like the week it was coming out. I was like, I'll check that out. You know, that's a name that I always see people. And I think what immediately threw me from it, was the production i was like oof it sounds it sounds a little home recorded um is that is that am i crazy talk to me about what tell me talk to me about what you think the recording is like no i i i don't disagree because their last record that came out was definitely like the most cleanest and polished record uh this even though they recorded this at the if i'm not mistaken the same studio that like explosions in the sky does their stuff at so they went for that vibe of kind of being like, you know, not home recording. I mean, I understand your point. I know you're not being like, oh, it sounds like, you know, garbage cans being thrown out a hallway. <laughs> but in the middle of the room. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest. I genuinely just looked up to see if Steve Albini did it. <laughs> I, genuinely, no, that's, I, I, I genuinely did. I totally. Was like, I was like, this sounds like it could have been an Albini record because it, it sounds very, you know, stripped back. Stripped yeah. Back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a, that's a nice way of putting that's a it. Nice yeah. Way of saying it. Yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah, I, no, I, I I totally agree with you because I was in that same same headspace. Like honestly, it wasn't until working at the the record store that Joey and I worked at where I really started to get exposed to you know bands like High and Fire and Caius, and like it just hit me in a way at that same time getting into bands like Isis and stuff. Like it all made sense to me. But I agree, like there is a time and a place where it just hits you in a certain way, and then you actually get it as opposed to you know just looking from the outside being like, dude, I don't get it, <laughs> you know, right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, no, I understand. But yeah, yeah, Paul Bear, it's not for everybody. But if you are looking for, you know, riffs, long songs, melodic vocals, it, it, it's yours. But it, but it is for a lot of people because they are quite popular. <laughs> <laughs> they do do well. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I'll hit my number five record now because you guys have done number six, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We're in the home stretch, gents. Uh, number five is the Hazel English record, Wake Up. And I know that uh, I know for a fact Joey loves her as well, correct? I am a fan. Didn't make my list, but I do and I do enjoy this record. I uh I I did not catch her first full length until like last year, even though it came out in like 2017 or 2018, I want to say. Um but holy crap, like I felt like I unlocked a record that I was like, "Oh, so this is going to be with me for the rest of my life." <laughs> and it's so catchy. Um, you know, originally I thought she was from Australia, but it, 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 do you know anything about her, Joey? Cause I literally know nothing. Absolutely nothing. I know that the first full length of that it's two EPs, um, that no, she is Australian. Okay. She lives in LA now. I think <laughs> she was born in Australia, but I think was, uh, she moved to San Francisco or she went, moved to San Francisco and Oakland. Oh, there we go. Yeah. But she, yeah. Yeah. I just let, like it, it, this totally could have come out on, you know, Saddle Creek in the early 2000s and it would have been fine. Like everyone would have been like, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, you know, could have gone on tour with, you know, Postal Service or Death Cab or, you know, Rilo Kylie and everyone would have been like, oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and so, yeah, this record is just it's catchy. It's a little bit more um, polished than obviously the first full length, but uh, just just really good stuff. Have you ever listened to her, Jeremy, or unfamiliar, or wherever? Completely unfamiliar. So, this rec- is this the the record "Wake Up"? It's called "Wake Up." Yeah, and, and, it, and interesting. Yeah, that which is even weirder too, because like I, that was the f- feeling that I had when I first got into the uh, original full length. I was like, I wonder who put the polyvinyl. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, weird. Polyvinyl's put it. So, so what's wait? So what was because Discogs only has one record for her. So she has a well, the, the, first thing, the, the other record on polyvinyl is a collection of two EPs. Oh, okay. She, is that the just given never going home? That yeah. Record? It's, like okay. a, it's like a double LP, but each, each LP is just that record. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. And so, cool. yeah, this is technically like her first actual full length, but like, you, you know, I mean, her aesthetic and everything like that, you know, she definitely could have, uh, you know, gone on tour with uh, Lana Del Rey a couple of years ago and everyone would have been like, oh, hell yeah. Like, you know, I get where she's coming from, but um, musically, in my opinion, much more interesting than anything that Lana Del Rey has ever done. So, but yeah, Hazel English. Great, great record. Cool. How about, how about you, Jeremy? What's your number five? My number five is the hum record called Inlet. <sighs> hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Something tells me that might make that might make someone else's list at some point, maybe. Another record that was almost my number ten. <laughs> That's I actually I got my list by just uh, I hacked into Joey's computer and just said uh, I'm just gonna make mine after this. Um, 
yeah, it's, uh, you know, I think everyone collectively was um, cautiously optimistic about this album when we knew it was coming. I think it was announced years ago that they're writing a record. And, you know, um, his- historically, uh, reunion records, not great. Nope. Um, but <laughs> I think, you know, a band like Hum just kind of seems like they would, they would at least, you know, know what to do and spend the proper time on it, especially with Matt being like a producer himself and an engineer himself, the singer. Um, so yeah, when this finally got announced, it was, uh, it was, I think, you know, the internet was kind of all collectively excited and the first single was killer. And, uh, it's one of those, it's one of those records that I, I think like throughout the years or throughout the year, as I kept putting it on, a part of me been like, was thinking like, have I really paid much attention to side B on this? You know, like, or like sorry, to side B and D on this. And then I'd put on side C and I'd be like, oh yeah, I know all these songs. Like this record's great. It's, it's, uh, it's good from start to finish. Um, yeah. So yeah, good job, Hum, making a comeback yeah. record and having it be good. Am I crazy yep. to say that this is the best Hum record? Because this is, uh, the- you might be crazy for that, but I'm not, I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> I mean, it's just so listenable. I feel like, like, and this goes against everything I said about Paul Bear because this is a long. long <laughs> I, I was gonna say, I was like, I was like, you, you could probably stack both those records up, and like, you know, maybe you could polish the Paul Bear record up a little bit, uh, you know, from a recording perspective. But you know, they this Hum record has some riffs, but it's like, but it's, it's also, and again, I have not listened to Paul Bear. This Paul Bear record, but it's there's songs that are so catchy, and it's like to write these like heavy ass songs, but have like these hooks, and it just it's I don't know. It's the it's it's like I see it. It I see it as the hum record my that I'm gonna go to first right now. Maybe it's recently bias also, but yeah. To me, to me, like I basically, you could put, you know, uh, removing Electra two thousand, but you know, everything, uh, you know, downward is having word, and you know, you'd prefer an astronaut in this record, like, uh, like they're all untouchable in my opinion. Like they're just they're flawless from front to back. So I, I don't think that you know you're not crazy for saying it, but like you know, it, it's tough for me to be able to be like, oh yeah, one is like heads and above better than the rest. Yeah. You prefer an astronaut, I think, is going to just always be the favorite because it was the the gateway. But um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's fantastic. Did uh, have we ever? Do you guys know why that record's called? You you prefer an astronaut? Do, do you guys know this? Have we ever talked? No, about tell this? me. So Brad Wood did Electra Two Thousand. So I got a little bit of home knowledge uh, when we worked with him. And. So the reason that there's a zebra on the cover is because like in a lot of children's books, as you probably can both attest, that Z is obviously the zebra, usually for like learning the alphabet. Uh, So for them, it was like basically saying like, you'd prefer this, but you're getting this. Like you prefer A for astronaut, but you're getting, you're getting (laughs) the Z, which is the zebra, which is kind of cool, right? Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's like... I, there's no way I would ever have been ever able to have, like infer exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So when, so yeah, when that was yeah. explained to me, I was like, I get it now. Like it totally makes sense. Like, cause it seems like such a random cover, like this bright ass green with just a zebra on it. And then you'd prefer yep. an astronaut. You're like, none of this makes sense, but I'm fine with it. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, that's my, 
There's my two cents on Hum. Uh, but yeah, number five, Hum. Great record. Right. Good job. Good job coming back. <laughs> You're, I think it's uh, Joey's number five. It certainly is. Uh, my number five is a little band named, um, I think it's pronounced Touch Amore, I, I think. <laughs> uh, Touche Amore. That's it. You know, uh, it's, it's, we're, we're, we're over 10 years deep and, and, uh, I, I can only, and no one can say your band name, right? Now. Hey, at least you're not Paul McCourtney. Um, yeah. Yeah. Touche Lament is my number five. Um, appreciate good it. Good job. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I mean, I think, I think it's great. I, you know, I think each record is, it's rare for a band to, I think, grow as, as you all do. Um, it's always weird doing this uh with you here uh, feed me feed me uh, we, don't have to, we don't have to do this you don't you don't have to, you don't have to like <laughs> no, no but you know i think i think fane is an incredible song oh thanks uh, man reminders is a banger the forecast is an, an incredible closer yeah good it was good it you. was it's really enjoyable to watch people this is our first record that uh watching discourse happen was interesting because there's never really been tracks on our records that like people felt strongly one way or another. It was just always sort of like, yeah, this is as a record. I like this or I dislike this. Right. But this is the first record where it's like, either fucking hate reminders or it's my favorite song or uh, a forecast is the worst touche song or that's a hell of a closer. Which is interesting. And I, the thing I noticed, though, is most people that had a problem with reminders uh, live in red states. So, I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're like, I'm not going to say there's correlation or causation, but there you go. But I, I compared the GOP to cancer, and you have a problem with this. I wonder why. <laughs> is the uh, pot calling the kettle black yeah, here no, just kidding. <laughs> it's, yeah it's interesting it's interesting so but uh i appreciate it yeah fane fane was one of those songs that um i went into the record being like i don't want to sing anymore like i tried singing i never felt comfortable with it after palm dreams and benediction and skyscraper i was like i don't i just this record i'm just gonna yell like i that's my comfort i'll always feel good about doing it live blah 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 and then once we started writing songs and i was like trying to find vocal cadences i was like i'm fucking doing i'm still kind of singing but i'm yelling (laughs) and i guess this is how i'm getting away with it and then like when we went into demo i we did it with alex estrada he did all the pre-production demos and he's such a joy to work with. He's so, so, so good at um, being nice to me <laughs> and being like, look, I know what you're trying to do. Here's how you should do it. And he's always been my guy for that. So like, he really helped me figure out how to like do that song the way it should be. And then I found like sort of my footing in it. Um, and I was, that was one that I was nervous. That song was supposed to be later on in the record too. Um, like I was like, let's, my nervousness was like, let's put that at like track nine. You know, it could be back there. And then, you know, Ross and Blaze were like, I think you should put that a little bit sooner. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. into reminders is just, it's so good. Like, ah, oh, appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate, yeah, that's, that song took a lot of weird turns, especially in the studio. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'll have Whereas to send you all the pre pro demos just to hear how different, so you can hear how different all those songs sounded originally. 
That'd be awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Whereas the Phoebe record had trouble with sequencing. This one did not. <laughs> Which is funny to you say that too. Honestly, this is the record that like every one of our albums, I'm always like, I'm the sequencing guy. Like I'm like, I'm, I know what this is going to be. And I, and this went through so many rounds. Like, cause, um, this is the first, <laughs> he's never going to listen to this. It doesn't matter. Uh, this is the first time our, our, our manager has had opinions, um, on anything. Uh, so like in a, in a great way, like he's always kind of let us do our own thing, but I think he's been the most, he was the most excited about this album for us. So like he was chiming in on a lot of things that normally he wouldn't. So, uh, that was one of the things that he kind of kept fighting me on. He was like, I think you need to like reminders was also supposed to be later in the record. And he was like, you need to put, you need to put all of these up front. And you know, to me, it's like a very like pop heavy side a, Side A and B, you know, or like side, sorry, side A. I'm thinking of my record. It's like a double LP, but like as a, it's a very upbeat side A and then side B is not as upbeat, but it's more dramatic, but I think it ended up working fine. Absolutely. You know, like I'm happy with it. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't have any regrets about the, the pacing anymore, but I was really anxious about it at first. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I may be saying something more about the record later, but mm. I'm not going to tell you. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I think you're you're up with number four, Joey. Uh, my number four is uh, Chubby and the Gang, Speed Kills. What the hell is this, Joey? I only recently listened to this band because I, I never, I, I saw that name and I was like, that's probably, I don't <laughs> ska? I don't know what that is. <laughs> And then, yeah, and then I checked it out and I was like, not what I was expecting. Pretty good. It's their UK punk band and it fucking rips. I'm just looking at the cover art and I'm like, yeah, it's fucking dude. Spoiler. Uh, (laughs) Wow. It's it's dudes from like a bunch of just UK punk bands. Um, Like there was a a guy who was in Crown Court, which was an awesome boy band. But just it's just like that whole circle of bands and they just keep putting out good records. And this thing just blew up. Like it got put out on, on static shock, which is like, they put out like a UK label that puts out, they put out like a fucked up seven inch and they, they like cool mag, stuff. real headache, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But it just like this band got so hyped so fast. They, that they actually, I think maybe it was the street day, you know, not for, People won't know when this was recorded, but came out today. It got re-released on Partisan, um, which is the same label that does Idols. Um, and they're, right. they're always going to think get that Idols comparison just because they're like you know UK. They're you know abrasive punk band, but this is just like just a straight up punk record, and it's awesome. Nice. It, I'll listen to it. It's you know I think deserving of all the hype, and um, yeah, I, I'm very curious to see what they do next. Um, I think yo, their their discogs numbers are crazy. I was like, man, I should get this record on vinyl. And I just looked up. It's like, uh, someone else. Like, whoops, four hundred and five dollars. Oh my god! god. Um, wow. wow. I I couldn't find the record because it all sold out really like they just sold out really quick. And so, people in Richmond got got one for me, and it ended up being like the like the first press on blue, which is out of 200. And I was very excited because I, wow. that's, the one that's, for, that's the one someone's trying to sell for $400 right now. So you're, oh you're chilling. 
Yeah, go uh, ahead. Go ahead and put three hundred dollars. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and put it up on Discogs immediately. If, if you're inter- if you're interested, uh, fly out to Boston. You can come to my record store, and I have uh, copies of the new one in in my living room right now. Of there the, you go. Of the partisan of the, part of the partisan version, yeah, which yeah, has yeah. a bonus song. That's sick. Yeah, I just saw uh, that. That one. That one's going for twenty two dollars. That's a lot more reasonable. <laughs> that's attainable. Yeah. <laughs> That's up my alley. That's in my price range. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Highly recommended. Nice. Yeah. I just, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, after such a stupid year, it's like just having just a good, just like no frills punk record. Like that's, that's just all I need. It just makes me happy. Yeah. That's important, man. Music, music should make you happy. Or sad, or just make you feel. Yeah, make you make you feel, make you feel. Who do you want to toss it to, Jay Jay Bone? You call. I can both, call you both Jay Bone. I was like, Jay what Bones. the fuck? Which I is, know. Which is confusing. I know, Jay. I'll, I'll call you Jadar. No, I've never Jadar. called you that. Yeah, who knows? How about Joey? Yeah, that, that works. Right. Remember <laughs> years ago, me, you, and Brandon Bale got a character made, and I think it has Brandon Bale calling you Radar in it. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, anyway, that's a dick. That's a nickname that never stuck. Radar, hit me with your number four. <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, my number four is the Touche Amore record, Lament. Uh, what what Joey said was was all obviously correct, but I will share a special moment that uh, Jeremy and I shared, where you, I, I think you had j- like I was the first human to hear it outside of your band that you played it for. True. Um, if I'm not besides your your significant other, of course. Yeah. True. Um, and we were driving up to uh, visit our uh, deceased friend Chris Avis's uh, sister to, uh, you know, get some records. Like it was a really, it was just a special day. And for you to be like, "Hey, let's listen to this record," and then listening to it and just being like, you know, because I mean, all of us collectively know that feeling of listening to a record, bef- you know, months before it comes out, and just that feeling of like hearing something and you're like, Oh dude, like this is cool. This is great. And not even like, Oh, like I'm cool because I get to hear it before everybody else. But just that feeling, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, and so, yeah, I just felt, I felt that way about the record, listening to it with you and then hearing you kind of, you know, be able to pepper in your, your anecdotes about, you know, what you (laughs) went through recording the record and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, it's just, I, it, it's a special record for obviously all the reasons that Joey said, but you know, for you guys to be continually pushing yourselves in ways and like, because Joey and I know you, you know, you, each member of the band so well, hearing the, each member's influence on the record and the different things they bring to it is just like, it brings, you know, I know both of us so much joy. So way to go. We're blowing sunshine up your butt, but there you go. Yeah, well, it's funny. I'll use there was a when uh when you were listening to it and you heard I'll be your host and it ended. I remember you said that song just feels good. And that you saying that as your reaction is what made made like the final decision to like, yeah, that should be a single. Like the fact that that yeah. was your like the of like a like unprovoked, like the song just ended and and you know. It was later in the record, so it was at the point where, like, you know, we're not, we weren't conversating after every single song. Like, it just ended, and you were like, that just felt good. And I was like, <laughs> that just solidified that as being a single. So that makes that, you know, that that was my argument once or twice where I was like, well, you know, I played it for Ray, and his response was this. 
That's good. Hey, yeah. I'm glad I could be your ammo, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, well yes. It, uh, of course. Thanks for thanks for putting out that record so we could uh we had no choice but to put it on our lists. <laughs> uh what's your number four, Jeremy? Uh my number four is the Adrian Lanker record. Uh songs instrumentals. Um I am a big thief fan. We've, I remember last year I caught some flack from, I believe Joey, who's not a fan. Um, (laughs) Little has changed in 2020. Yeah. Uh, So I imagine you didn't give this record a shot, but um, yeah, if you're, I mean, if, if you weren't already in with, uh, with big thieves, very, you know, quiet and, and, and minimalist, songs like it it might not be for you but this is a uh can put on any time of the day and enjoy record for me um i'm a big fan of her voice i'm a big fan of her lyrics um and again if you're if if, uh if you're already a fan of big thief this is you probably already own this record you don't need any convincing um but uh if you've never listened to any of this uh do that because it's very good I forget, Ray. Do you have an opinion on this? I I listened to the records because I was only familiar after you mentioned the band last year. Even though I just like heard the name, but never listened yeah. to the records. Uh, and they were cool, but uh, this intrigues me a lot just because you know it's it, you you say the words quieter, and I'm like I'm listening. I'm yeah. listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it this has a bit more of like a haunting feel, and it's cool because uh, the the full release like it's. The, it's called songs slash instrumentals because there's the first there's the whole record that is with lyrics and then there's the whole record without which is cool so oh that's really cool yeah um like they're like the the pre-order version like you could have got one that has both for vinyl and then or you could have got one that just had the actual songs so if you wanted to be a nerd you could have had had it all but you know whatever uh, it's great i'm a fan and i hope that i can see this live one year in the <laughs> one day in yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> uh so yeah well do nice. i well do, do you I got your yeah number number three you can okay. do your number three my number three is the deftones record it's called ohms have you heard it um <laughs> not a fan <laughs> uh this is bringing us back to that conversation of of just the familiar feeling where let me tell you how this record worked for me it was uh, I still occasionally will put music on my phone. Like just if, if like I get a download of a record or whatever, you know, like occasionally I'll be like, this feels like it's going to have staying power. I feel good putting this on my phone in situations where maybe I don't have Wi-Fi, some weird shit, whatever. I'm just going to put this record on. And also it means I'm going to probably listen to it a lot more because it will probably start the second I turn my car on and I'll eventually hate it for doing that. Um, but <laughs> But because of that, I listened to the record a lot. Like, it was just always a go-to because it was just, like, on my phone. Like, I don't have to open Spotify. It was just like, oh. So, because of that, I listened to this record so much. So, so much. And um, with within, like, three listens, I was like, oh, I already know all of these songs. Like, I knew the lyrics. <laughs> I, knew, I knew, like, the parts that, you know, like, uh, you know, when certain songs drop into heavier parts or, or whatever, like... I knew all of the little things that could air drum to the whole thing. Um, I was excited as a super fan of the band, like, like, uh, like so many people that they went back to Terry date. That was kind of like a cool selling point because yeah. he hadn't worked with that. That was a great years. nod. 
Yeah. Yeah. Great nod. So that for me was like, okay. And I could hear sort of like, you know, like, oh, I bet that was them saying, you know, let's take it back to, to something we would have done earlier on in our career. Um, you know, my only, th- if I was to say anything that I wish was different is that I was hoping that with Terry date, that there would be sort of the really stripped back quiet songs that we saw on white pony. Um, and that we haven't really seen since Chi passed because Chi was always the one who wrote those songs. Um, and Steven was always the metal guy. So like, that's why we've had such heavier song records since Chi's passed. Um, so a part of me was like, well, with Terry date there, maybe they're gonna, yeah, yeah. yeah maybe, maybe we're gonna get some quieter songs and it didn't really happen. You know, they're still like, if anything, they're just kind of maybe slower, but heavy songs. Um, that's my one gripe, but I could, it's forgiven because I still like every song on this record. So yeah, there I, you go. I also like that the first single was the last song on the record, which is like this, like droney, like just right. heavy song. Mm-hmm. And the next single was the first song. It's just, I thought it was just a cool rollout. But yeah. yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I'm a little, I'm a little nervous when you get the, the, the bookends on a record. Um, but as someone who's put out rec, you know, I've skyscraper was a single on for last, you know, for our last record. So like, I can't talk too much shit on it. It's just for me. I'm like, I like to sometimes not get the big reveal, but yeah. it was the right move this time around. Cause I feel, I yeah. feel like it was a, a cool intro to what to expect with this record. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Joey, what's your number three? My number three. Um, let me start by saying, if you would have told me that in 2020, a Phoebe Bridgers record, a Bright Eyes record, and a Sufjan record would not make my top 10 list, but my number three record, Taylor Swift Folklore Wood, I would call you a <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. But that is my number three record. It is, I mean, it's, it sounds like a national record. <laughs> like, Oh yes. If, I don't, if, if you I, don't know who, I don't agree. I don't uh, agree. Let's let, let's, 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 let's really, let's, let's, let's dig into this. Yeah. Cause I don't, I, I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and say that this record is, did not make my list because I found it, um, it, it. I agree with you, Joey. Like, I mean, this record was made for people like us, like to like like Taylor Swift, like unabashedly, you know. But I definitely it didn't. I just found myself liking songs more than the record. I. What's funny? So, I feel like if this record came out on like Matador or Dead Oceans and no one knew who was involved, like. People will just love it. But I think like, I think like some people, like I have friends who like, you know, won't listen to it because oh Taylor Swift like pass. Um, But for me, like it just, it's, it takes like the pop elements from any, like, like not that national is ton, but like, like what Aaron Dessner does with the national and putting it in like a pop space, I thought was really interesting. Um, I think the song was funny. So for a while, I was like, it's too long. And I do think it's too long. You could probably, you know, lose a couple songs. And I was, and it's usually, it's mainly the Jack Antonoff songs that I could probably do without. But then today, Mirrorball was in my head like all day long. And it's like, okay, well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe those songs do need to be there because it's literally just, you know, it was in my head all day. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's one of those records where I just kept going back to it. It could be my love for the national. Cause I'm not like a Taylor Swift 
fan. I'm not not a fan, but I just don't care. Yep. You know, there's, sure. I'm with you. There's some songs that are like, oh, that's a fun song. But I the the scooter the scooter brawn uh, Taylor Swift drama I find interesting. <laughs> do you like do you like the uh, the duet with our uh, with our, our our boy Justin Vernon? Song's incredible. Song's incredible. Dude. Like have you watched have you watched the thing on Disney Plus, the documentary? Not yet. Huh. So good. Uh, but so but, uh, uh, sorry, we, we completely steamrolled Jeremy because no, we talked I mean, about no, how much we like. No, I, I, I'm <laughs> curious to hear. How, well, so I went into this being like, I'm going to you know what? I'm going to give this a shot because I'm not going to be the dickhead that just because I I think pop music is not good. Um, I was like, I, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot. I'm going to, you know, the uh, with with uh, it's Aaron, right? It's that's the, yeah. the brother involved. Yeah. Yep. So it's like with him involved, I'm interested. People are selling it as Taylor Swift singing over a national record. I was like, okay. Or I, I liked when people, uh, not to interrupt your train of thought, but I thought it was so funny how people were being like, oh, this record could have come out on Sergeant House and people would have loved it. Like similar to what you were saying, Joey. But <laughs> and, and so I was like, okay. And then like the first song starts and I was like, yeah, I could kind of hear it. And then like the opening lyric is like, I'm back on my shit or something. And I was like, I'm out. <laughs> like it's already like this is it's already a pop record. It's already a pop record. Like this, like no, like this is it's yeah. So that that threw me instantly. I was like, I'm not gonna like this. I'm and, I'm openly a much more of a pop music fan yes, you than are. you are. So um, combining pop music, which I love in the national, it's like Well, okay, here's the thing. And then but then I kept listening to the record. I was like, okay, I, I want to hear more of national, you know, like with this national thing. And I feel like it's so minimal in there. Like as like a national super fan, I was like excited to hear some like really like heavy indie stuff. And I just don't really hear it. You, maybe you can point me and be like, this song really sounds like the national, but like, I it's, I, it's like, it I, sounds I, like the national. It's that it's, and it could even be that it, it just doesn't sound like a Taylor Swift record. And there's that like, because be maybe I'm not and too like, familiar in a moment where it's like, I could see this in a national song. I could see, you know, like Matt singing over this. Like it's the, it's got the fingerprints all over it for many obvious reasons because uh, of the fact that both, you know, Jack and Aaron, because, uh, you know, I'm on, a, obviously we're on a first name basis because we're friends, but <laughs> the, just the idea that they were such influences on the way, like, cause you know, to what you're talking about, Joey, where like, you can hear the difference between those two like writers and the way that they compose the songs with her. And, uh, yeah, I just th- like I, I'll bet you if you were able to kind of parse out like, OK, here's the quote unquote national songs and here's the like Jack Taylor Swift songs. Um, you might like Jeremy, you might be able to like pick that out a little bit easier because I think that- there's, there's 15 songs on the record. And I think Aaron, Aaron Dessner had his hand in like 11 of them. Um, yeah, I remember looking at the yeah. I remember looking at the the credits and I was like, oh, he's not even on. Like I, I was again sold to me as like he did this entire record. And I was like, oh, and then then I would hear the songs that is like, this is clearly not one of his songs. Like (laughs) fucking pop song. Um, Right. But yeah, I mean, I went into it. I went into it open minded, but was but as soon as the opening lyric happened, I was like, I think I went into open minded. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. Yeah, Yeah. right. Uh, But, yo, respect for, you know, making a bunch of million dollars. Respect. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, make and especially making those other dudes. I mean, like you know, I mean, Boney Bear's getting 
pay. I mean, he's already getting paid, but you know, getting paid even more. And then, you know, Aaron Dessner just being like, Oh cool. Like I got, I have like a new double thing. retirement money now. Yeah. yeah. Jack Antonoff has been fine for a while. Oh yeah, dude. Just counting steel train revenue. <laughs> I just watched that. I just watched that video with Bruce Springsteen, and I love that there's a kid dynamite poster in the background in that video. Oh, I didn't. That, that's yeah. sick. Yeah, it's not a bad song. Um, word. I think I'm on. I think I'm on my number three because okay. yeah, you guys have done yours. Yeah, uh, my number three is the Phoebe Bridgers record, Punisher. Uh, you know, I I, I get. I, I don't disagree with what you guys were saying earlier. I just found myself. It, it was such an easy record to re-listen to and like have on constantly. And I just found like to what you were saying earlier, Jeremy, where you kind of just like, all right, well, here's my list based on the records that I listened to the most. Mm-hmm. And this record kept crawling up my list because I was like, I just, I just always listened to it. And I, I think that the, um, the way that the record flowed while, not balanced from a you know tempo perspective of what you guys were saying i think it still flowed for me appropriately to where i was able to you know distinctly call out the songs that i like really enjoyed versus the songs that were like oh yeah this is really good um so yeah i just it it, it stuck with me in in ways that her first lp like did obviously as well but this this one just kind of you know felt a little more she she felt more at home with herself in a lot of different respects and that's why i listen to the record all the damn time i mean the thing is like the the it's the chinese satellites moon uh moon song savior complex like those three in a row is where i just if i heard like i was saying like if i heard if someone just put on chinese satellites i know every word song is great same with moon song same with savior's complex like but but just like as a record as a whole like it just it it I find myself distracted. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just that kind of a thing. Yeah, but I, but watched, I hear you. They're all great the, songs. I watched the Fallon performance the other night and I was like, oh, the song's great. I don't know it at all. And it's like, oh, that's because it was in the middle and that's usually where I zone out. And, but, but clearly yo, I'm in the minority. I See You, Graceland 2, and I Know the End is one of the best three song outros to a record that i've heard that i i've been in so long that i've heard you know what yeah. i'm saying like those those three yeah. are fucking outrageous it's it's like i feel like i need to like just make a playlist without those songs <laughs> it's like when queens of the stone age songs for the death came out yeah. and, some, and you had to remove the radio songs made yeah. a, a bionic made a cd version that didn't have the radio songs it's like oh my god this record's incredible <laughs> uh, yo i mean the best ep of all time would just be garden song kyoto punisher icu graceland 2 i know the end that would be that, that'd be one hell uh, yeah of a record. that would be one hell of a record but can you get yeah can you get grammy nominations for an ep though <laughs> you probably yeah maybe you get like best new artist yeah <laughs> I yeah. feel like Kanye Not, Kanye broke the system saying that full lengths were like six songs or whatever a couple of years ago. So who knows? Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, so that was my number three. I think, yeah, I'm going for number two, which home stretch, guys. Here we are. Uh, my number two is the hum record that we already spoke about, Inlet. I, uh, I, I, I was floored at how good it was. Like, it, I remember when it was like they... Uh, they put it out on Bandcamp and they were like, oh yeah, like pre-orders it up now through Polyvinyl. And, you know, I immediately tripped over myself ordering it and was like, oh my gosh. And like, I, I very rarely like listen to a record like on Bandcamp on the website. 
but I just kept listening to that record the whole day. And I'm like, I can't, I cannot even believe that they did this. Like, I, I felt like <laughs> they just like did something wrong by being <laughs> such a good record. I was like, what'd you guys do? Yeah. Yeah. They just, and it, and it felt like they, um, I mean, as we've talked about with reunion records where, you know, you were so scared of them and you're just like, oh, dude, I don't know. Like, are you just going to rehash all the stuff you did previously? Like, what are, what are you doing here? And this sounds like, oh, yeah, this is the next Hum record. It just happened to have come out, you know, whatever, 17 years after the last one. And it's just, yeah. And again, I listened to the hell out of it. Yeah, it kind of did that thing, too, where it was like, it's like all the bands that kind of sound like have sounded like Hum for the last 20 years. It's like they just kind of stepped up. Or was like, just yeah, everyone take a seat. <laughs> like, right. like, like, uh, <laughs> totally. Like, like Torch, I appreciate that you exist, and I think you're a cool band. But uh, we gotta, we gotta just let everyone know what's up, real quick. Right. Just hey, and not even so much like, hey, stay in your lane, but like, hey, hey, guys, like you know, we we still do this, and like we're doing it pretty good. So check it out. Well, and I, I <laughs> yeah. think that's why I keep going back to this record and not, you know exploring others like in the long stoner genre it's like they just do it so freaking good that yeah um and what's funny is is we're talking about earlier in the right when we started this i was saying like not having something on vinyl can kind of fuck me up a little bit because i'm not listening to it too much but like when that home record came out i listened to it when it went up on spotify or whatever you know a handful of times and i was like i really like this i'm excited for when this vinyl finally comes and then it finally arrived. It was like, what, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago or something. Yeah, and <laughs> totally. And it then, yeah, it, like it's stayed near my turntable since then. I put it on, you know, every other day or something like that. So it's uh, very good. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, wh- how about your number two, Jeremy? What do you got? Uh, so this will, you know, uh, I think I, I, I don't know. Uh, Joey <laughs> just mentioned it. Uh, and it's. It just—it's for the familiarity. Um, it's the Bright Eyes record. It's the Down in the Weeds where the world once was. And I can say this: that I know it's not the best Bright Eyes record, and I know it has some problems. Like there's some songs <laughs> that are just kind of fine. But I listen to it so much, and it's funny. This is how they got me. When you—it's one of the things where when you get the pre-order, they just jammed a CD down your throat. <laughs> like you're getting a goddamn CD. So I didn't ask for this, but to get this color vinyl, I needed the CD, I guess. So because of that, I said to myself, I'm just going to throw this in the car. So we can all agree that CD audio in a car, nothing like it. It's really great. It's really, really good. Like CD audio in a car is, is pretty unmatched when it comes to just sonic quality. So I had this in my car and it's still in my car. It's the only CD in my car. And I've listened to it so much like so <laughs> so much that like even the songs that i originally maybe wasn't crazy about i still know now every single word to like it just it had that effect on me um this year being as awful as it was uh the just having connor Obers to have a record out just you know it, it was a feeling of uh of of stability i guess or it's like thank you that's a that's a voice that i come to regularly to uh just you know get me through my day and now he has yeah. the new hold, hold my hand connor yeah yeah exactly. yeah, <laughs> yeah so like, i feel you so like it was sort of the opposite of the deftones where it's like if i don't feel like listening to something aggressive then i would put on the bright eyes record and those are like two of the most listened to records for me this year because of that 
I, I think for me, what it was is I was so excited. Like my like expectations were probably too high mm-hmm. and my excitement level was probably too high. But at the end of the day, it just, it, it, I just wanted more. It just feels like a safe record. And it's like, it I, totally does. Yes. You're, you're I, not like, wrong. It feels very I, safe. I get like, you know, it's been, what was it? Eight years, nine years. Something like, like you know, but even the people's key was like kind of weird for a bright eyes record. And it's mm-hmm. like, I just wanted something a, a little bit more than like the, the middle songs from I'm wide awake. It's morning that are great songs. Like it's not a, I don't not like the brightest record. I like the brightest record way more than the Phoebe record and the Sufjan record. Like I still listen to it. I think persona non grata is an incredible song, incredible song, but it just, I just wanted more from it. It just like, you know, I'm such a big fan that I just, I don't know. It just something, something, it just, yeah. It. Let me tell you, get the CD. (laughs) Put it in your car. Put it in your car. (laughs) I have the CD somewhere and B, I need to see if my car has a CD player, but I think it might have one in the glove compartment. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Uh, Yeah. Uh, it's one of those things was like putting it as number two. Like even when I wrote it as number two, I was like, do I think it's number two? But then this is also the year where I'm like, I don't, numbers don't matter to me right now. Like yeah. it's just, these are all records that I enjoyed. So, um, That's I, I'll, I, I, I have definitely not given up and I still listen to it because I, like I said, I do like it and I want to like it more that. And I, I think it's a record that over time, like, I mean, look at shit. What's the, um, I can't. What's the the record that no one likes? Um, Fevers and mirrors. I'm just kidding. No, the, not that no one likes. Cass- one that, no, um, the one that came out the same day as I'm Wide Awake It's Morning. Why can't I think of what it's called? Oh, Digital, Digital Ashes. Ashes Digital Digital and it's like I I never really liked that record. And finally this year, I was like, you know what? It's time. I went back and it's like, oh, this record's actually pretty great. Oh yeah, it's got some real good songs on it for sure. And I think it just where the competition with... of I'm Wide Awake, it just oh, got out shadowed. Yeah. Absolutely. But I, I feel like that's where I'll land with this one. It's like I just need to give it some space and like let my like expectations like dwindle and come back to it. And then I'll see like And then you'll be impressed by it. Yeah. Not even like impressed that like, you know, not saying it's like, well, now I like it, but you know what I mean? Like I just need to like take a step back from it and look at it as, you know, just another brightest record and not the first new brightest record in this many years. And, you know, right. Did stuff. you, did you guys listen to the, uh, or did you pre-order that, um, live record thing? Uh, so I'm looking up the title of it so I don't fuck it up. Uh, Oh, 15. I didn't, I did not. Um, it's, uh, Connor Roberts's ex-wife is a singer of it. Um, it's called, Dolores Diaz and the standby club. Did you listen? Did you check that out? Right. So it's, it's, um, it's all country covers and it was like two, it was recorded over like two live shows or something like that. They've only played a handful of shows, but it's like members of cursive bright eyes and, um, and, uh, like, uh, yeah, it's just like a super group of Saddle Creek people. And, uh, but yeah, Connor's now ex-wife is a singer on it and, um, they've put up two songs so far and it's, really good so yeah oh i'll check it out yeah uh 
it's it's funny like that she's she's uh latina and like they they took the name doris day and they just they were like let's call it dolores diaz which is awesome um nice yeah check that out where uh who needs to do number two i think i think joey joey that would be me uh, my number two is um, The Bomb Pops, Death in Venice Beach. I was wondering where this record was going to come into play. As COVID started and I was developing my anxiety disorder and uh, <laughs> sitting at my dining room table doing puzzles, which I did about the first month, I literally just didn't leave my, I just did puzzles. Like I was, I was not doing well, we'll say. Uh, and this was the record that just kind of like got me through it. I listened to it every day for you know about a month and then it just for the rest of the year like i i still put it on it just it takes me back to like the early parts of all this and it's like oh, that part that time sucked but it's still just like i have this like emotional connection to this record now and it's it's on fat it it's the first like new fat band in a while that i've really really liked newer i mean i guess they have older they have a bunch of other records but for me it's new uh and it just, it sounds like, you know, earlier fat bands and it's, it's just a great record that will, it's like, it could have been my number one because for me, this is my record of 2020. Like that's, that's Spotify wrapped things. Like it's all bomb pops. Like it's, it's, I, mean, I probably listened to the record like 10 times more than any other record. Wow. And like, this is my 2020. I mean, it's, so that's why, but I, I settled at number two because I don't think it's, I can't say it's my favorite, but. Yeah. <laughs> that that's i mean it, it makes <clears throat> everything that you describe makes total sense for why this record <clears throat> ended up where it did on your list because it's like oh yeah like that makes you feel good yeah it was just like i mean i would you know be working on a puzzle it would end and i would just be like start it back let's, Again. Go. <laughs> let's rewind it yeah <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So now this means that Joey, you get to reveal your number one record of the year. We've all done number two. I don't remember. Yes, we have. Yeah. So now you are because it boomerangs back to you. You got it. My number one record is the Beths Jump Rope Gazers. Uh, I was I was listening to that record today, and in my head, I was like, "This is going to be on Joey's list," but I don't know exactly where. Uh, I, I just love this band so much. I, mean, I don't even like this record. It, it sounds similar to the last record. I mean, it's, you know, I think the songwriting's maybe a little better, but I just, I love it so freaking much. Um, I'm super jealous that they live in New Zealand and they're playing shows. Um, Are they really? Yeah. They, they, they've toured, like they played, they did, they, they toured New Zealand. I think they played shows in Australia. They just won like, best record of the year in New Zealand, like at an award show with people. Um, Yeah. I feel like Australia's back. And, uh, we're, uh, worse than ever. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, we're not, (laughs) I mean, there's not really a ton to say about the record. Like it's, if you're a fan of the Beths, like you're going to like this record. The songs are catchy. Like the slow songs are really pretty. Like the harmonies are amazing. Um, I just, I love it. Like it's, it's, I, I keep coming back to like, there were so many records I was excited about this year, this being one of them and being, you know, either underwhelmed or 
disappointed with a lot of records that, you know, this was the one that like held, held its ground and got, you know, got me there. Um, I think only getting like, only getting into this band on the last record because you liked it so much and I checked it out and I enjoyed it. And then listening to this, this record and obviously not having as much of a history as you did with it. I, I, I agree with you where it's just like, this is just putting a little bit more polish on it. Maybe, maybe yeah. just getting like, you know, maybe 3% better. Like we probably got a, a little more time in the studio. Yeah. Like, just feels like the next logical thing. Like, and, and I don't mean that in a bad way. No, it's like, if, I always, I always think back to like the get up kids and it's like, you know, you take four minute mile out of the equation just for argument's sake, but like something right home about, and then I come in with on a wire and people are like, yo, what the hell is this? And I love on a wire. That's not, not me, but like, this is like the, the record the Beth should have made. And it's like, get, get weird on the next one. I'm fine with it. But like you come out of the gate with like all this hype, you know? I appreciate them just growing as a band, but not like, you know, making their campfire record. Yeah. No, it's really, it's really good. I agree. I, 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 honestly, I would, I probably compare it to like, you know, always where it's like, they just like keep, they just keep incrementally getting better. Yep. I need to listen to this. Uh, my problem is that I've, I confuse them with the berries. <laughs> like I, I, I'm, <laughs> I think they're the same band and I, and I haven't listened to, to either of those records, but not for any reason other than just being like, I don't know. <laughs> like I, 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 I see these both exist, but I don't know which one's which, and I don't know which ones I'm supposed to like. Or There's should also I like? a record called Acrid, which is cool. <laughs> There's also, hell one. yeah. Acrid. What, what about Acrid? Uh, they just have a name. That's the name of a song. Oh, I think it's yeah. Mosh. Mosh. It's also they great, love- great song. Sounds yeah, they, but, uh, they, lo- they love they love Canadian straight edge power violence. <laughs> um, yeah. um, awesome. I mean, making my list and it was like it just this just felt like the right record for my my number one. And I hope to see them again after I saw them <laughs> probably like seven or eight times on the last record. Most of those being at South by Southwest one year. But I was about to say, like, that's crazy. Yeah, I was like, that's a lot. Yeah, but it was like, I mean they came to Boston and they played at like a hundred cap bar and then, which was sick. And then, you know, they, they got bigger and played a bigger room and then it went to South by and it was like, they, they were, they were the band that year that played every single party. Um, right. And I was all out. Yeah. So it was like, I mean, literally was like, Oh, the best are playing this one. Oh, cool. Oh, I can see them again. Yeah. <laughs> so, nice. I would love to see some of these songs live. Um, one day, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> so joey gets to toss it to yeah. either myself and or jeremy go to jeremy well if you've been paying attention you might know what it is but if you have if you've lost your train of thought it's okay my favorite record of the year is the christian lee hudson record beginners you mentioned it earlier favorite record of the year i'm gonna just give it to him because i feel like uh he's he's on the lesser known currently um came out on anti uh i'm with you joey that it it kind of scratches that sufjan itch but for me it also scratches a elliot smith kevin divine itch um a a lot it it definitely has that to it it has 
uh, the snarkiness sort of lyrics that we've come to love from the Phoebe Bridgers world. You know, it's it's got yeah. like that that very self very self aware. Yes, yes. Uh, but some really good lines in it. Um, very very funny. Um, it just feels good. It's just a good. It's just a really really good record. And that uh, that's the theme of. All of our listeners, it feels good. Yep. Yeah, because I mean, God damn it, that's what we need so bad. (laughs) We need all that. Yeah, Uh, the song that was a single that uh, they have a video for, like to get the old band back together again. It's in my head constantly. It's constantly in my head. Um, Yeah, I I love this record, and um, yeah, again, it came out on anti. I feel like it didn't get enough years on it. Um, I'm sad that it's not on any year end lists that I've seen or anything like that. Um, but, uh, but, but I hope for the best. Cause I, I genuinely love this record. And uh, if you're a fan of Phoebe or Elliot Smith or Kevin Devine or Sufjan Stevens or bright eyes, cause there's even some of that in there. Like, I think you'll have a good time with this record. It's fantastic. Um, yeah. And he's, he's I need to spend, I need to spend here. more time. Yeah. I need to spend more time with it just because I, I, I listened to it and I, everything you're talking about, it, it sunk in, but um, I just did not, uh, I, 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 I dropped the ball and I did not add it to my list of things that I needed to continually listen to. Oh, it's, I mean, yeah, I, I think again, this was a having it on vinyl situation because I, uh, I, I th- it was before the shutdown happened. I stopped by Epitaph and was visiting with, with our boy, Matt, Matt McGreevy. And um, it was, just an it was like i think they hadn't got the records yet or something like that and and matt was like i think you're gonna really like that record and then you know once it once i got it in my hands on vinyl it was just like it just stayed next to my turntable after the first listen i was like i think i'm gonna be obsessed with this record but i'm gonna keep listening and then slowly surely i was like yeah i i'm i love i love everything on this record every single song is great there's a moment on the song lose this number where it's like towards the end where it just stops and he just goes listen yeah (laughs) lose this number but just like the way it is it's just like it's just so perfect just like just just lose my number please yeah yeah it's it's great it's great uh so yeah i'm i'm excited to continue to listen to that record and see what he does going going forward going forward uh ray look at you podcast host you get the last one Thanks guys. I appreciate that. It's like, you know, putting the, uh, the final, you know, candle on the cake or whatever, but we all, you know, we all deserve a pat on the back for surviving this year as much as we wish that we never experience this again. So, you know, here's to us being friends for so many years. Way to go guys. There you go. There you go. And my number one record of the year is a band called Gleamer. The record is called down through. Uh, the reason I picked this record is again, all of the same things that you guys are talking about in regards to the records that just made you feel good. Uh, this band is a, a pretty random band. Like they, uh, this is only their second full length. They've existed. They're from like the Denverish area. They, uh, play that, you know, like shoegazy, you know, whatever title fight balance and composure meets, you know, hum meets like uh, all of that stuff. Like, you know, I say all those bands and you guys know exactly what Gleamer sounds mm-hmm. like. They're not reinventing the wheel. Um, they're not doing something that is so like, oh my gosh, like I've never heard this before. But um, 
they sprinkle a little bit of like, and Joey will love that. Well, actually, but you'll both love this. But like, they sprinkle a little bit like uh, Goo Goo Dolls on it and like Third Eye Blind on it, but like not in a way that is like very obvious. It would only be like on like the fourth or fifth listen where you're like, huh, I hear a little bit of Johnny Resnick in that or whatever. <laughs> like, but the record just, and it's record, Will Yip recorded it. Um, and it sounds just like beautiful. Um, and it's kind of like the, the, the feeling that I get is like, when you're, you know, if you're on a walk, like the, the sun is setting and it's like, it, it definitely is not in your eyes. It's just kind of like, oh, like this, it's that right before, um, you know, the, what are twilight? That's what they call it. I was trying to find the word for it. I think uh, you say right before you sneeze. The, <laughs> the sun's in your eyes. Yeah. Like right yeah. before you sneeze. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. Just like that super annoying feeling. That's what this record is all about. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, it just feels like that that perfect spot in the day where you're like, all right, man, I'm done with all my responsibilities. Like, you know, it's whether it, just after dinner, just before dinner, whatever. Just like that feeling of of ease. That's what this record feels like. And I just, I love it. It's so cool. So, um, and the band, um, you know, they, they do their fair share of touring and they're, you know, on the, on the grind, so to speak. Uh, but they, and they're definitely the under the radar band where it's like, if you've heard of them, you kind of love them. And then you, you know, maybe the first time you look at them, you're like, wow, they have that many streams on Spotify. Like Jesus, where, what, what was I doing? Why, why have I not paid attention to this band? So, um, yeah, I don't know. Have you, either of you guys ever listened to them or heard them before? I think I listened to a song. I realized that I think I have this record because Jesse, it's on Jesse's label, right? Yeah. Other people. Yep. Yep. Your guns guy. Um, he sent me a, a care package like earlier this year and I'm I was looking at the cover f- on Spotify and I was like why does this look familiar and um I embarrassingly will have to say that I think I haven't opened it to listen to because I think I got it with a ton of time as a bunch of other stuff um sure so yeah but that's I mean now I have a reason to you know other yeah. than just obviously sorry Jesse that was very nice of you to do but I just <laughs> we got a lot Jesse Jesse's um, thoughtful like that yes yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah I I now I'm excited to to listen to it yeah what what about you Joey I think I've listened to a song I don't, I don't remember honestly I thought I saw you post about it a bunch and was like I need to listen to that and then yeah just never got around to it yeah, yeah. this will be fun I'm gonna put the headphones down because it would be in a box directly behind me and I'll yell out if I got it yeah. <laughs> <One second. laughs> <laughs> I love it. But I, I know uh, just knowing you, Joey, I, I know you'd listen to the record and you'd be kind of like, oh, yeah, like this is this is the groove. Like, w- you know, will it, it be the thing that you listen to the most over the next couple of months? Like, probably not. But you will it's undoubtedly yeah. for yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's so yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, yep. You got it. Great. Yeah. There you Thanks, go. Jesse. Well. Yep. Thank you, Jesse. Yeah. I, he, uh, yeah, he sent me that same package. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> can I, uh, I know we're about to wrap up. Can I do two, unless there was another talking point. Was there another talking point, Ray? Nope. Nope. Do you button it I'm up however two, you want to, my friend. I'm going to say two honorable mentions and cause it's going to, one is going to just, I just want to throw out there because it's a great record and I'm sad that I couldn't have 11 spots. Either of you listen to that truth cult record. It's called off fire. Oh, Came yeah. out on Popwig. Yeah. Yep, very good record. Fucking great band. They, they they took what Give did and just gave it like youthful energy, and I'm I'm very there for that. So yeah, uh, good, I love that. Good band. call. I don't know why I never would have p- placed the Give. Yeah, but that's perfect. Perfect description. Oh God, yeah, it's 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 like it's Give, but with youthful energy. Um, yep. 
Agree. Yeah, so I love that band, and um, I want to make them tour with me if that ever happens again. And um, so then <laughs> the the conversation of I'll bet this would have made my list, but because it's not on vinyl, I, it didn't. Is the Fleet Foxes record? Did either of you listen to that? No, it's, it's not on vinyl. It's it comes out on in February. That's like dumb. they put up, yeah, they put out the record, and then you know maybe they. Uh, the the vinyl delays or, or whatever happened, but like, um, let's not let's 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 rush it and put it out now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the what, but it's out, it's out on anti too, which is interesting because I would have just assumed no. they were still on sub pop or something. But um, I, I guess they haven't. Been. Huh? I didn't know it was anti. Yeah. That's cool. That is cool. So, I didn't know that either. So I'm psyched for you know I guess the the, the friends at, at Epitaph Anti for like getting a band that maybe. No disrespect. I don't know. I can't speak on their career, but like maybe would seem like they were on their outs as a big indie band, like maybe because the last one or two didn't do as well since that, you know, it's definitely not as good as that first record. But yeah, I think this this new album is is just as good as that first record. It's very good. It's it feels like, you know, boring term of returned form, but like it, it does feel very it's so listenable. It's so listenable. And it was one of those things I was reminded of it because of all the year end lists that are going up on, you know, Rolling Stone and all these different things where I was like, oh, shit, that record came out. I would have spent more time with it, but it's I don't have it on vinyl yet. So, yeah, no, yeah. definitely. I, I, I did not give it the time of day, but I definitely I mean, and I, I really like the first two Fleet Foxes records. So that's cool. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to also real quick just get up, give out a honorable mention. If that's cool. Please. Uh, yeah, well, I'm curious what what didn't make your list. If well, you wanted to ra- ra- yell them out, um, th- my honorable mention is not one of these, but other ones that what um, Lawrence Arms, Spice, Year of the Knife, DMAs, Rolling Blackouts, Rolling Blackouts record, so good. Um, the Francis Quinlan record that came out in like January. Oh, it's very good. Yeah. Oh, good. yeah. yeah. The record I want to shout out, and I self, I'm not allowed to put on my list, is the I'm Glad It's You record, Every Sun, Every Moon. Yep. And it's a great record. It's fantastic. Really good. It's heartbreakingly sad, and it's just a yeah. bummer that, you know, COVID happened, and they can't tour. Or at the, yep. Yeah. But so if, if it's a record, if you have not heard it out there, you should listen to it. Um, yeah. Because it's a very special record, and it means a lot to a lot yep, of definitely. people. Yeah. Agree, it's a, agree. It's, very very good record it sonically sounds great everything about it is is very very good i'm excited to see them play when that all happens eventually <laughs> again as we keep saying over and over and over and, um, and then i'm gonna also selfishly uh shout out that i'm opening a record store in the boston area so if you fuck yeah live here come give the give the name uh it's called want to hear it records it's in watertown so come hang out um it's opening soon and we're so, we are for sure proud of you. Very stoked. Very very stoked. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. The, uh, my favorite song of the year potentially uh, yeah. is on the Ca- is on the Caspian record. Uh, Nostalgist. It's called because uh, Kyle from Pianos Become the Teeth sings on the song. Holy crap! That song like it's probably my most listened to song of the year. Like I mean, it's on the, it, the Caspian record. Did I say the name of the band? I did, yeah, maybe yeah. didn't, but. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I just realized I'm like, yeah, it's the the Kyle song with with those bands. Um, yeah. But yeah, that 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 I mean, that record's really good. But the song that Kyle sings on it, uh, or that sings on, is just is unbelievable. Didn't even um, know that happened. Please send me, dude. That. It is so good. Um, it's really good. I'm not. I can't really do the rest of it because yeah, my brain. Right, because you don't have the, atten- you have the 
You have the attention span of a gnat. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Who is this talking? Where are we? <laughs> uh, that song is really good. Yeah. Uh, and Joe, Joey, have you ever, well, I mean, uh, Jeremy can like this as well, but uh, have you, either of you guys heard of Mundy's Bay, that band from Australia? Well, I've heard, why, yes, I've heard of it, but why? It's r- just a really good band. Like, I, I can't remember who put out their first EP. This full length, oddly enough, came out on Pure Noise, but um, I just know, like, female vocalist, Joey, you should be all over this, and they're from Australia, so there are two things that yeah. you love already. So yeah, the Buddies Bay record's called Goodbye, but it it came out roughly the same time as the Rolling Blackouts record and like, you know, both Australian bands and I just like, I, I fell in love with both those records. So those are really good. I have no um, Australian bands on my list this year. I'm, I'm pretty bummed. New Zealand. Yeah. I know that's close. Close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, I loved the, um, the, uh, the Su- Super Crush put on a new record and I loved that record too. And, Bye. uh, the, the record that like really surprised me that I was going to like it as much as I did uh, was the Be Well record, like Brian McTiernan's. Like, it just has no business being like. Sorry, no shots, but like, it just didn't have the business of being as good as it was. Like, you know, just whatever. A bunch of older hardcore guys playing in melodic hardcore music, but holy crap, it's so good. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Did you listen? Did you listen to that record, Jeremy? Yeah, I give it, I gave it a spin. Uh, you know, it's got it's got Dahlbeck in it, right? So I was like, I can support the exactly. Boy. Yeah, right. Awesome. Exactly. I would, yeah, I would love to have a conversation with who's ever in charge of the the vinyl production. But other than that, I'm it's great. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, also, one last shout. Uh, did you guys both watch the Bane documentary? Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, well, Joey's Joey's a star. I know. Why? Uh, yeah, I forget. Yeah, it's exactly. So <laughs> you with you. I'll say, man, I didn't think it was going to hit me as hard as it did. Dude, it was, I, whew, it was so I was well done. It was beautiful. It was That's the best well way done. I could. Yeah, yep. it was very well done. And then just, I think seeing so many friends just one after another in it, like unexpectedly, yeah. obviously you're one of them, Joey, but like, I'll, like Niraj is in it. Like yep. people, like people I don't, I was like, whoa, okay. This person is now talking. And, uh, so that was nice, but then just, yeah, I mean, I love, I love Bane as much as, as the next hardcore kid, but man, just, I, I think it coming out at this time and having, uh, seeing so many people that I haven't been able to see this year because touring isn't happening. And then on top of that, just like a band that is going to be, that's already missed, but like, I didn't realize how much I missed them until I watched that where I was like, damn it, everything well, about know, this. And I agree because like I, I did my interview over two years ago, like we were still, we weren't even living in this house. We were still in, we were in Watertown and, and it was like, but it almost coming out this much longer. Like it's like the perfect time for it because totally you know, has been gone yep. long enough now where like people, you know, can like, like reminisce and come back and like, you know, maybe forget some stuff, but also like, like you said, like everyone's stuck at home. Everyone's got nothing to do. You watch it and it's like, Oh, there's, you know, like, you know, yeah, you see friends from around the country, you hear like music that you've been listening to for 20 plus years. Like it just, you know. Yeah. It, I, it, I, I think the, I, I think I totally agree with you. I think the special part about it was, you know, obviously it was everything you were saying, but it really reminded me of the same feeling I got watching uh filmage, the descendants, the documentary, because I think what's so hard about these type of, you know, career spanning documentaries is getting people that, I mean, 
granted, there are very few people that listen to hardcore that don't know who Bane is, you know, but like I could show this to a person who has just like a real surface level knowledge of like punk or hardcore and show that this band and this music scene is special. And I think, you know, filmage does that same thing. And so I think that to me, that was what I was like, dude, I can't wait till my son is a little bit older so he can, you know, stand all the swearing and then be like, okay, like this is why daddy cares about this stuff or whatever, you know, I just think it's so cool. Absolutely. And it's like, I love the Earth Crisis documentaries like way too much. <laughs> that's not what yeah. we're going to show someone be like, look at this. No, yeah. <laughs> it's not. It, it, it's not going to invite someone in. Um, yeah, like the, I was thinking as you as your brother saying is like, you know, if the fucking world was decimated and all that was left was like, you know, uh, like a a very like Cormac McCarthy sort of fucking, you know, you found this DVD in in three hundred years and someone watched it and was like. Oh, this is this is hardcore. Like that, it yep. would make sense. It, it ties everything. It's like the best parts of all of it. It uh, it, it's an artifact. It's like an artifact. this is like, yep, I agree wholeheartedly. Way to go, way to go, way to way bring to that up because I think that was very yeah. yeah. That's it's a perfect bow. It's a great watch. It's on Amazon Prime, I think. So watch that shit. True story. Buy it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, guys, let's, let's end this podcast. This is- let's, let's end this podcast, but then let's uh, just stop it. So I want because I need to bring something up to both of you that's very funny. So sorry, <laughs> listeners, it's not for you. But yeah, right. sorry, this is the, it's all, it's off air. But I, I love you guys. Thank you for doing love this you. as always. Thanks. Love you. Bye. If you are still listening, I commend you because that was a long one, but. I have to tell you about the guest next week. This actually is a person who appeared on this very list. Her name is Serena Cherry. She is the lead vocalist and guitarist for Svalbard, which is a band that I fell in love with, as you heard Joey fall in love with. Just a great band, great record. And uh, yeah, that's what we got next week. So I'm not going to talk anymore because this is uh, almost three hours. So (laughs) until next week, please be safe, everybody.